welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. We are here for back. the final part. Yes, yes. back. Uh, yeah, slightly late. Uh, but, you know... Tomato, uh, tomato, kind of. Tomato, tomato. I've, I've been moving... Yes. Well, I moved house a while ago, but the lease ended and I needed uh, a party who was also living in the house to meet certain obligations. Mm. And, um, just, like, whatever... What could go wrong went wrong, <laughs> and it's been horrible. Um, <laughs> so Look, I've been dealing with that. But, yeah, um, I think you've got to leave past Connor. I mean, I think anyone who has moved knows it's pretty full on, and yeah. uh, to turn around like a a podcasting episode still thereabouts on time is is pretty impressive still. So uh, you know, kudos to yourself for for doing the big move and having to deal with. You know, we've talked about that online with with the other parties um but you know well done and and yeah it's um yeah i'm sure the listeners are happy probably knows the most actually um (laughs) yeah i uh, certainly do um but like that yeah my iron fist podcast is not faring so well there is an episode of that that's ready for me to edit okay um because that that hasn't gotten an episode in about a month i think oh so, wow okay um that's that's quite behind but you know mm. uh this podcast is a lot more structured and organized than that podcast so it's a jungle uh, in the iron fist ju- world it is it? <laughs> in more ways than one it's becoming um because is, isn't that how you the, described it once Did yeah yeah because carl and i mean to each other so <laughs> um but uh, yeah, we're here for the final part of All Star Superman. So obviously, I've been looking forward to this. Mm. It feels like um, monumental, like to, to reach this end. Uh, well, it's our longest uh, coverage of something. Mm. But at the same time, it's flown by, I reckon, because I mean, we—I think it's safe to say—we both really enjoyed the journey yeah. so far, and and I can't believe we're at the end. It's quite, yeah. It's well paced. It doesn't drag, you know. No, not um, it, it, it's not like I'm covering a hundred issues of Power Man and Iron I, Fist. In I a knew row. you were about to say um, that because <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect it's the perfect comparison for like the you know taking on a sequential yeah. run a in podcasting. Run. That's like the perfect you yeah. know. That's where. Well, how many issues is it? It's it's a long. It's too many. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's. I, I think it's seventy five actually. Okay. But, like, yeah. You know, so. I've come across with, just as an aside, please bear with us, uh, listeners, um, with the other podcasts I do as well. I did get some feedback early on with yeah. um, some listeners going. And there are purists out there that, that really want the chronological. Yeah. Can you please go through this whole era from mm. issue 1 to 75? And it's like, yeah, I could, but you've got to keep it exciting for the hosts as well you know and yeah it's it's hard the show suffers yeah otherwise yeah um, but there are people that are really um what logical in that sense uh, they yeah. really just want that order hmm. i get that hmm. totally you know i mean as people know me i go back and i read a lot of things in order yep you know but like um and that's what i really wanted to do with iron fist because the character doesn't have you know the the amount of issues and stuff that characters like superman have so yeah. it'd be 
you know, you could go through it. And in fact, you would be able to do it. You'd be able to do it. I think I'd be able to do it without any issues if that Power Man and Iron Fist chunk wasn't there, because mm, right. it's his longest run. Yes. But in my opinion, in terms of like runs that are like longer than six issues, it's his worst run. Okay. Right. It's still a decent run, but you know, yeah, doing that, like, yeah, it's just. I mean, as people who listen to the Archers podcast know, we are um, halting coverage on that once we reach the end of the arc that we're on. <laughs> You've had enough, and had we're going to go to well because we also got a request from Phil. Oh, saving um, grace, eh? Yeah, someone threw a lifeline. <laughs> and um, Carl's wanted to do it as well. Mm-hmm. And I think Rebecca and I just want to do anything different. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And that's uh, the the nineties Heroes for Hire run. Oh, like, very very nice. You know, Amor, Hercules. Um, cool. You know, all, all of Ray's jam. Yeah, some, some of Ray's jam in that team. Um, cool. So uh, you know that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, uh, looping back to Superman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we're not doing Superman from Action Comics number one. <laughs> as fun as that sounds, you know, you would, you would need the variety. You'd have to. You, yeah, you do. W- would be like fifty. That's... Would be like sixty years old by the time we get up to Grant Morrison. Oh man, I'd... I'm just doing maths in my head. If like we'd be dead by the time we caught up <laughs> or not. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, I think we would because they they're going to keep publishing him. So yeah, true. I think we would die. Um, it actually brings. I was watching. Um, I watched the thirty-minute sort of interview slash documentary with Morrison about All Star oh, just before we started. Yeah, and he was saying Superman was long around before I was born, and he's going to be around long after I'm dead. Yes, and getting to work on, you know, a, something like that. A time like I'm thing. insignificant compared to this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that just kind of made me think. It's like, yeah, if we try to cover everything, we will die before we. Yeah. I, I get um, those thoughts as well, don't you? Like, you know, when you're reading the comics, like these are like Spider Man and all that. They'll they've yeah. been be you know they've been here before we were born, and they'll still continue way after. Yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely thought that um, yeah. more with Superman since he's so old, mm-hmm. uh, and not to make fun of his age, but uh, and and stuff like uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think of that as much as you'd think, actually. No. But I mean, my, my I, mind doesn't go that way. But yeah, I mean, sometimes. I, okay, I mean, because admittedly, I do that with anything. Like, I look at a tree, yeah. and go, "Look, that tree's going to be here," <laughs> you know, unless wow. there's well, that rock, <laughs> that rock. You know, you'd be surprised how old rocks are. I yeah, no, they're they're very old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think I think I think about it the most when I read um, Superman stuff, like literally from the forties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, fair enough. You know, but uh, yeah, it is It is a good point. And there's obviously the long-standing myths like, uh, you know, Hercules, which are around long, long, long before exactly. we were born. Exactly. You know, long before our great-great-grandparents are born and they're still going to be around. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it, it is interesting to sort of think about that sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah. It's Enough. funny that we are ruminating on this, Connor, because these last yeah, two okay. issues, I'm going to segue, uh, has a lot to do with the, the theme of, I guess, death and rebirth. Yeah, no, that's a better segue than what mine was, which is going to be like, all right, enough, let's actually get to the... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, some news. 
uh, so as people saw Rocksteady is doing a Suicide Squad game, and it oh. has a crosshair with a Superman-like figure, but um, many people are speculating it's Bizarro because it's a very purple-hued picture of silhouette of Superman. Um, nice. So, Not you know, Zibaro? I mean, Zibaro. No, Zibaro, I don't think Zibaro has any powers or anything, so... <sighs> Poor bugger. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just kind of die, I guess. But, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have very angry feelings about the Rocksteady Suicide Squad game because I know that Rocksteady pitched a Superman game to Warner Brothers and oh. they shot it down. So now we're getting Suicide Squad instead. It's like, yes, I want more Batman and Harley Quinn shit. Thank you, Warner Brothers. Sorry, kids, cover your ears. Um, no, so you're angry so at Warner Brothers, not Rocksteady, right? Cause they... Oh, no, not Rocksteady. Yeah, They're yeah, just yeah. doing their job. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, like Rocksteady tried, they did a Superman pitch and it mm-hmm. got shot down. So yeah, you know, but it just sucked. It it's it's just really because I'm a gamer. Yeah, yeah, which I've is funny. I, I we we hardly talk about games, but I know that you do game a lot. I guess because yeah, I never yeah I mean never really if... podcast people who game so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like and I've, I've wanted a Superman game for a long, long time. I even went out of my way to get Superman Returns on the Xbox 360 just so I could play it on my friend's Xbox, Ooh. you know. Um, but, like, and we were so close to getting one, and the common consensus is if anyone can do it, it's Rocksteady. Yes. And, you know, now it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you're getting your Harley, Harley Queen. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, the game might be good and stuff, and maybe it'll lead to a... Maybe they'll experiment with it a bit um, with Superman, or Bizarro, I should say. Mm-hmm be a bit of a toy box for superman later on oh yeah because um, they reference superman in the batman games and oh, i think they that always, was like they, natural progression they always reference superman but they don't really go beyond that do they he's never showed up yeah. No. yeah i think i think in arkham city like i don't know the city was just in absolute chaos every everyone's in a prison mm-hmm. hugo strange is running the show raz al ghul's running a muck and i think robin was like oh why don't you just call superman and batman's like no <laughs> well it was it was superman or nightwing i can't remember but it was funny uh, but uh yeah that that's much for the news and there's dc fandom things coming up and i see all the superman people getting really excited and i'm like we're not going to get anything about superman Oh, yeah, please remind me again, Connor. What is this fandom thing? It's like this big virtual con and this, oh, yeah, like, okay. virtual tours and stuff as well right. for DC stuff. Okay. Um, and it's like, I don't... DC have been neglecting Superman pretty hardcore. I don't think we're getting any news. Like, if we get anything, we'll get um, Superman and Lois yep. stuff, maybe, like footage, hopefully. I'm not sure. Um, still going to give that show a shot. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't like Superman or Lois. Oh, yeah, as that... I said, maybe they'll come into their own. Um, yeah. Is that still going? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it'll still happen. When is it's it? Prob- Next year, is it? Or Probably. I think everything got halted because of, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uncle COVID. That thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, there is that. But, yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, I will mention, I think I mentioned this last time I read. Yeah, I did. I, I read the new Batman, Superman, and it's still good. So, oh, okay, yes, I've, I've got, I should issue. get back into that. Josh Williamson, yeah, 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 um, and it's like, as we just probably figured out, I don't particularly like Batman. Um, <laughs> as listeners probably figured out, even though I like some of his stories, but you know, I do like him as a person in those books, and I think that's a pretty oh, okay, right, you know, good job by old Joshua Williamson. Um, 
I don't know, maybe it's just harkening back to those older times, you know, where he wasn't so edgy, grouchy, and mm. uncharismatic. Well, from memory, <laughs> yeah, he, he is not as, you know, sour in in that um, book than, yeah, I guess, what he can joke. be portrayed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I, I will say I do love Michael Keaton, Batman. Oh, he's cool. Awesome movie and awesome cast. He was my favorite, so, Yeah. <laughs> He was very but, uh, stilted, I guess, in that suit. It yeah. Like, it was like, yeah, his neck was non-existent. Yeah, well, he couldn't move his neck. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing in Batman Begins. He couldn't do it there either. Yeah, true. He was the, a little... The, the way they shot Batman Begins fights was like just honestly kind of awful, but I get what Nolan was going for. It was all chaotic. And so oh, you can see what Carly was going on, which was really one suit. Yeah, yeah. It was just probably, yeah. It was kind of like, it, I think the Bourne Identity kind of broke the mould a bit, didn't it? With all that kind of action fighting style where you don't see anything, just a lot of flashing. Never seen the Bourne Identity. Oh, really? I think that, that's been, yeah. I think they have labelled that as the, it was like the new way that they shot um, like fight scenes in Hollywood. And there's something on Facebook as well where it shows you like classic old school right. action and um, action since the Bourne Identity and what's the other one, Gone in 60 Seconds or whatever. And I feel like action's gotten worse since... Uh, yeah, well, just the amount of movement in the camera is just phenomenal compared to what it used to be, which was basically yeah. a, a static kind of camera position and you get to see everything. Now it's yeah. kind of like you you kind of lose stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the golden age of action movies was, you know, in the past, 80s, yeah, uh, mostly 80s, some 90s. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say a lot of fun. yeah. Anyway, the board on today is good. The first one I thought was quite good. Anyway, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to segue this back to Superman, yeah. but I can't think of anything. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dug oh, there's that Superman movie that nearly came out in the '90s. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we should we should get to it. So, yeah. are you okay taking the synopsis for episode eleven? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're uh, we're going to fly away, though, are, are we not? To some, yeah. Where 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 are we going to go? Are we going to go? Um, so I'm looking somewhere relevant. Uh, we gonna... Let's go to the fortress. Okay, let's go to yeah. the fortress. I feel like hanging out in the fortress of solitude with Ray. Yeah. So we're not in solitude. Uh, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, just the fortress. Yeah. It's called. Yeah. All the right. Fortress of Grotude. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Alrighty. Up, 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 up and, and away. Hey there. I'm sure you know about the Capes and Lunatics podcast, but have you heard about the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast? It's a fun home for classic and new reviews of just about everything. We have the Ultimate Spider Cast, where we cover everything Spider-Man. The Quantum Zone, where we talk the classic Marvel character Quasar and do deep dives on the cosmic side of Marvel. We also have Comic Capers, where we cover everything old and new in comics. could be anything, any company, any decade. And we also have our Media Mondays, where we cover some kind of TV show, be it a... Arrowverse uh, current hits or our summer specials where we do reviews of uh, classic episodes of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. So, 
If you're a fan of pop culture and media, you should really check it out. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Episode 11, Red Sunday. Lex Luthor is walked to the electric chair. As they turn on the electricity, Lex's body goes limp and smoke is emitted from his body. Suddenly, Lex lifts his head and reveals he has the super serum in his body. Superman is cleaning up the cell that held the Sun Eater he released. Robot 7 helps tidy up his farewell tasks by offering to take care of the fortress and the zoo of exotic and extinct animals. Superman takes off his outfit to prepare for his farewell plan. Lex enters his hideout with Nostalphia. He gives us some super serum and walks outside to reveal a red sun is causing the light on the surface to be red tinted. The tyrant sun has arrived and threatens to destroy Superman. Superman puts on a solar suit to prepare for battle with the tyrant sun and his supermen agree to go with him to help with his assault. Superman summons the sun eater to help but the tyrant sun destroys it. While distracted, Superman attacks the center eye of the tyrant sun. In Metropolis, Nostalthia attacks Earth with a cannon. The dying tyrant sun plunges into the city with Superman on board. Clark Kent busts into the Daily Planet and passes out at his computer with the article Superman Dead on the screen. Lex Luthor breaks through a wall into the room and tells them that Clark is the least of their worries. Let's, um, yeah, let, let's talk about this issue. I love the cover. Yeah, the cover's good as well. It really not that, um, I mean, not that bold in any, any way, but, uh. Well, it has Superman dead. Like, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Are we looking I think at, that... at the same cover? I'm, um, oh, oh, sorry. Are you, is the cover, cause again, I'm looking at the digital, I apologize. Uh, there's something, is that with Clark looking at Superman dead? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was looking at the other one with Superman walking into a red room, like into a blue uh, room from a red room. Sorry. Maybe that's a variant. I think that's a variant with with Lex and then the the scribble of his last will on the side. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever seen that cover. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, um but yeah, I I like this normal cover. Yeah. <laughs> Superman dead by Clark Kent. You know, Clark using looking at the computer. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, cool. And it parallels the last panel yes. of the last issue, which is Lois looking at the computer saying Superman dead. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So we start off with Luther in the electric chair. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, how he's like telling the them to get the priest out of there because he stinks of the irrational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the look on the, the priest's face is pretty funny as well. Oh, yeah, he's like, well, this guy's going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is and, good. It's um, it's not not somewhere where I I was expecting to see Luther so quickly, you, you know what I mean? Because um, he was lingering yeah. in his cell for a while, so it's a little confronting. I guess his time is up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and he's like, ask yourself how it feels to murder the genius who might have killed your sister's cancer with a sulfur and a safety pen. And it's like, well, dude... He didn't do it, like... Yeah. 
you wouldn't have done it anyway, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's all this bragging, but yeah, I know he hasn't he hasn't really delivered. So I think these are really good panels. Um, you know, the panel where he gets electrocuted and the subsequent ones uh, where it kind of closes it, it, the closes up on him. Yeah, yeah, it's really good because it, it's it's dead center to those horizontal panels, so quietly just kind of brings the camera in. Uh, and it's yeah. a nice effect. And he's he's talking about the last perfect cocktail, and that was actually foreshadowed in issue five, I believe, when he was reading about cocktails. That's right. Yeah, we yeah yeah we made a comment about the book he was reading was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a nice little setup there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, he's drunk the super serum. His eyes are glowing red. Uh, and then it gets quite vicious. Like he disposes yeah, of the yeah, that's pretty violent. <laughs> yeah, of, of the executioner. I'm assuming the guy that pulls the lever, uh, and he just yeah, yeah he's gone. Like phew, his face. Like you is see gone. his yeah. He, yeah, he pretty much turns into a skeleton. He's melted. Yeah, uh, which I think is um, for this book. I think is quite visceral. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. I can't remember if there was any gruesome parasite kills. Um, no, there might have been. It seems like this was quite, you know, out of the norm, like quite shocking. I, I guess it shows that Luther is a bastard. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very it it kind of nails home the thought, like if you ever had entertained the thought that, you know, he's a genius, he's an evil genius, but, um, you know, he's quite admirable because of his intellect, which to an extent he is. Uh, this really does bring you back to earth as to what type of yeah, person oh, he is. Oh, this guy's a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he's not a good person. I shouldn't admire this person. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, so, yeah. Uh, like, uh, Grant Ross, he kept saying um, the thing about his Luther that he made different is that uh, Luther is not as smart as he thinks he is. Okay. Whereas, uh, you know, before this, it's like, oh, you know, Luther has been really smart and stuff. And Luther's really smart in this, but Luther just has this really high opinion of himself and he's really insecure. Yep. Um, you know, he's even working out to try and look more like Superman, even if he doesn't realise it. Yeah. Uh, well, but maybe, yeah, but I don't... Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Oh, no, I was about to say, maybe he, he hasn't reached his full potential here. But having said that, though, I do remember the earlier issue where he... Um, what was it? He... He alters the the frequencies or the wavelengths of that music that's played to um, to drill, you know, through the the prison or something. Um, so it's pretty sophisticated yeah. what he can do. Uh, but oh no, like he's he's very like he is super smart. He's super smart inventor, but yeah. he's just um, the the Morrison just said the way he wrote Luther's character is that he's just not as smart, right, as he thinks he is. As we'll see, he gets um. I guess we'll see in the next issue. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But um, he's, but it's yeah, quite, quite uh, imposing here as he kind of escapes. Yeah. But th- these are great um, panels, like Luther uh, busting out of the electric chair, kind of mirroring the Superman breaking out of the chains pose. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, like him catching the bullets and then flicking off his teeth. I just think they're, these are really well drawn by Quitley. I really like that, the bullet one, because it's it's glancing off, you know, his head, 
the teeth is awesome because it kind of makes a spark uh, and off his shirt and you really do see how kinetic it is it's it, yeah i think it's really good uh, again yeah. the art is is um bar none i think uh, really on top of his game yeah yeah um yeah it's really good uh, especially the, the door like melting the door it feels um yeah and look at the skeletons it's terrible yeah, just killed it's them like all. Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew. <laughs> yeah. And then, and well, I guess the priest bit it because you see the flaming Bible. <laughs> yeah, there. that's so, right. Tossed, uh, tossed away. Yeah. Yeah. So Lex has just killed everyone in that room. He's gone full on. Yeah. You know, I love how all the prisoners are kind of cheering because yeah. you can just see their arms coming from the cells. Yeah. He's like, just... what did I tell you, boys? Everything's going to be different now. Yeah. Which he did back in issue five. Um. He gave them a little speech, if you remember, about how things will change because Superman's oh, yeah. going to die. And stuff. That's right. Uh, and uh, we cut to Superman being sentimental about his missing... Uh, well, not missing, but his ex Sonny to pet that he let go. He let go back into the wild, yep. um, which is really cool. It, it's it's too good an idea to let go, I reckon, this whole Sun Eater. I don't yeah. know if it's an old creation or not, or Grant Morrison one, but... The moment that you do hear about it, like in the early issue, it's like you weren't, you aren't expecting that or return, but it's like, oh, this is such a cool concept. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, the Superman's obviously formed some sort of bond with it, it like any pet. You know, you, you kind of get, kind of get attached to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, agreed. I do like the Sun Eater. And I think, again, this is just, you know, I really love the artwork on this page mm-hmm. of this concentrated, uh, it's a cleaning out a gravity stable with, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, sun juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's using. Um, yeah. It's hard to, who knows? It's hard to describe, but it looks, uh, it looks pretty impressive. Yeah. And uh, Superman's weakening. Yeah, he's uh, not he's not at his best. Uh, Robot Seven, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, kind of has to help him when the hose is even too much for him. So. Yeah. Um, and I love uh, I love how you see Barrel chasing these terrified Phantom Zone prisoners in the background. Oh, I didn't uh, notice that, but yeah, that's a great tie-in to the the previous issues. Um, fantastic, yeah. yeah. So he's he's, he's thriving. Having a time in there, yeah, <laughs> thriving in there, bringing law and order to the Phantom Zone. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we get we get a tour of a little tour of the fortress. Mm. He's always um, got all these oddities in there, doesn't he? Yeah. We're kind of getting throwbacks to all the previous issues as well, um, like the Lois Lane Superwoman suit. Oh, there it is. Yes, I love the Super Zoo. Oh, the the Bizarro Zoo. Yeah, I loved this. Is that the is that a Bizarro Zoo? Yeah, because this is you robots will have to maintain areas of the fortress like the Bizarro Zoo. These oh, poor creatures the, oh, sorted yeah. during the. Invasion from the cube Earth requires special care and attention. Mm. Um, you Save see, them. like you oh, see, yeah. like these gorillas mixed with cows. Yes, I see playing with their udders. 
<laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, oh my god. The the giraffe alligator, the, the flying, flying fish. fish. Yeah. Yeah. There's a cat with a one eighty head turn, it seems. That one's creepy. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's a nice level of detail as well for such a well, I guess it is the focal point of, of that particular panel, but it's yeah, it's done well. Well in the background uh mm. down this hallway you have the Phantom Zone projection in the background, then you have uh our universe tucked in the corner there. Oh yeah, sorry, where are you looking at? On the zoo panel. Oh the zoo okay. To the left, see there's our universe, the cube he created. Oh yeah, oh of course, yes. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, and what was that that projector at the very end? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the next panel we have the Superwoman suit. Yes, uh, the different types of kryptonite or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the photo of uh, I think that that'd be Clark, Pete, and Lana. I'm guessing. Yes, uh, I, I somehow always associate Pete with yellow a yellow top, and there it is, and, <laughs> and Lana's there as well. And I really love how. Superman kept Zabaro's poetry. Yeah, yeah, that was good because it was important, important for Zabaro as well. So yeah, um, that was nice. You know, Superman thinks it's. Uh, I love the way that that lonely, sane voice of a sunken, dark, and marvelous world. Mm. Um, well, actually, speaking of during that thing, I was watching with Morrison. Um, he did confirm that uh, Bizarro the bizarre world was pretty much Superman's depression manifest. Yes, that's right. You, yeah, you um, mentioned, yeah. And he sort of confirmed that. And, um, you know, it's like how you feel at your worst. The toaster mm-hmm. doesn't work. It just shoots out water. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh, that comparison. Because, so, yeah, you have those days, nothing works. Yeah. Just want the car to start. Turn the lounge light on. Oh, the light bulb blew up. That happened to me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... You know, um, Superman has a nice little monologue here. Yeah, he's looking a little gaunt as well. Nicely yeah. drawn. I mean, he's pretty much uh, saying, like, uh, yeah, I've lived. Mm. You know, you know he's about to die, really. Um, yeah, it's when you when you start you start recounting fond memories and stuff. It's just a reminder of, I, I guess, it's like a, a, a mortality check yeah. checklist. Um yeah, and I guess he's definitely had time to accept because he's you know reminiscing about how good his life has been. Oh yeah, he's prepared for uh, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Superman loves Lois most of all, uh, which I don't understand, but mm. I do understand that Superman loves her. So yeah, I, I think one of one of the other things that dri- is driving him um, is, are the goals for his you know the labors and stuff that he does. Yeah. So I think that's good for him because it it gives him a bit of a focal point. Um, yeah, because he knows he has to finish. Yeah, because he's supposed to finish these things and he hasn't done some of them yet, so he needs to. Yeah, yeah it's good motivation, to, you know, because you can you can get really down in the dumps, I guess, about about it all. Yeah, definitely. So good distractor. Yeah, it's not just sitting on a, like a bed the whole time or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then and Red the, Sunday, yeah, the title. But uh, yeah. yeah, we have uh, Luther and his niece. Yeah, let's just call him, uh, call her his niece. Well, she was called Nasty in the Supergirl stories, I think. Okay. So we'll call her Nasty. 
Okay. Um, she, she does look a little nasty, doesn't she? She's yeah. dressing provocatively and um, liking death and destruction. I love her and Lex's dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, yeah. I guess this is this is one of the few times we see like if you can call it like a good side of Lex. He seems to you know love his niece. Mm. Um, you know, because she's kind of like him. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, he, he shows her affection and stuff. Um, well, yeah, he doesn't get annoyed by her, or he doesn't deride her, which is which is good. Yeah, which is a big thing for Luke. It is a bit yeah. deriding someone exactly. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean affection. Yeah, I mean I'm just looking at this page. I think it's as close as affection you can get from Lex. Yeah, I didn't mean he's like snuggling up to her. No, or no. Saying like he's just showing, you know, he's being actually being kind to her. So that's yeah, because like yeah. he has family. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, I love how she's like, I'm in an authentic Luther's lair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love the little Einstein bust and stuff. The various Lex suits in the background. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, he's got a nice. He's got a nice lair. Or, yeah, or, yeah. The circuit. I mean, it's it's all a bit weird, isn't it? Like, um, he even busts down that door, like a circular door, from these steps, red lit from above. Oh, that's because. Mm. Oh, that's because it's like a basement, right? But um, yeah, anyway, it looks it's, like a dumpy lair. But yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, when can I get to powers? And he's like, well, when I can trust you with the keys to the family car. So, <laughs> <laughs> But he gives her this kind of really funny hat instead. Yeah. It, it is quite an amusing hat. Um, it, it kind of goes against, you know, how, I guess, how cool she looks. Because, you know, she's dressed quite cool. But then she has to wear yeah. this dumpy hat, so... Oh, she doesn't seem to care. Um, no, no, she doesn't. No, no, which I find it, which makes it even more comical because she's not, she's unaware of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I love, I love these lines from um, I love this this exchange here where she goes, "You wouldn't believe how many people really hate him." All that goody, 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 sentimental crap. And then Luther's like, "You just haven't seen him in a fight." <laughs> mm, yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay. Um, He'll knuckle down. Even with superpowers, I'm not stupid enough to go up against Superman without a little extra insurance. Yeah. Uh, it's good that Lex has learned after probably decades of um, fighting him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whether he likes it or not, he has to show some respect to Superman as as his adversary because... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You have to show him respect, otherwise you'll never beat him because you won't take him seriously. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> Like, just this chick, like, oh, I've been planning my wedding day. I'll be standing on <laughs> yeah, an asteroid yeah. hurtling towards the Earth with my undead groom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, we'll exchange vows, commit suicide, and bring about mass species extin- <laughs> extinction at the same time. And then Lex's, you always were my favorite niece. So there's <laughs> some really weird, twisted relationship that they have. They seem to be on the level with each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> but she seems a lot more just um obsessed with with like death <laughs> so well she, she looks kind of goth yeah um, that, yeah that's that's kind of yeah i mean i guess she's a teenager so mm. you know um and uh <laughs> i 
I love how Lex is like, so how cool am I? Because um, he's <laughs> made the entire Earth under a red sun. Yeah. It's, to me, it's kind of like typical Lex where he's um, so kind of nonchalant and, and informal with the yeah. actual achievements and feats that he does pull off. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, now we get to Solaris. Mm. Uh, the Tyrant Sun. The tyrant Skirt Sun. Worlds. I, I really like Solaris. Yeah, um, I think he's a cool design. I like I like this idea of this sort of AI that's a that can sort of manipulate suns mm-hmm. and destroy them. Is this uh, a character from Morrison, or is this a yeah? DC... So I haven't read DC One Million, but Morrison okay. introduced Solaris in okay. DC One Million, which is uh, pretty much the same continuity as this. Mm-hmm. Um. So Solaris is like a major nemesis for every generation of Superman. Okay. Um, before he eventually, I think, gets reprogrammed, which is mentioned in this issue. Um, but yeah, so we'll go into the DC 1 million connection at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Solaris is featured in that. So Solaris is pre-existing, I guess. Um, okay. But this is like Solaris's debut fight against Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a, it's a cool sort of... It, it's not the final battle, but it's kind of Superman's final charge into battle, you know? Yeah. Because, um, like, where he goes to the battle, and, like, it's cool that it's against a sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, a sort of artificial evil sun. Yeah, like a conscious sun as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, oh yeah, yeah, it's Superman. He's suiting up. He's like, "We're the secret allies here. My final adventure is about to begin." This is Superman signing out. So he's, you know, finishes journal entries, don the new battle suit. Yeah. Now, could you could you remind me, Connor, as well? Sorry, um, it, it's because we have read these issues, you know, in in a very generous spaced, um. Yeah, like spaced out manner. So I may have forgotten, and apologies to any listeners as well. But uh, how did Lex get into cahoots with with Solaris? Was that was that picked up earlier on? Or um, I don't think so. Okay, so um, this is just coming in cold. He's just like I've got friends in high places, and he somehow well, contacted they, Solaris. They've set up Solaris before this issue. Yeah, they they set him up the most directly the previous issue where. The uh, Superman from the future warned him about like a artificial sun or something. Mm-hmm. It was like garbled, but okay. um, yeah. And and Solaris has been foreshadowed before okay. in the book, so um, yeah. But I guess we've read it across like a stretch of time, so mm. I might have forgot. Yes. Um, Yeah, in the previous issue, yeah, the future Superman's warning Superman about solar intelligence systems. Okay. Is that like a reference to him, but like, yeah. And I believe um, one of the Supermen talks about a great war with Solaris or something, one of the future Supermen. Oh, yeah, back, probably issue two Way or something. Way back in like issue two or something. Yeah, yeah. with um, Samson and, and Atlas there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, uh, but they're, they're only like, not subtle, but they're only... Um, Fleeting, I guess, references. There hasn't yeah. been a build-up. We haven't seen, like, a subplot with Lex getting con- in contact with Solaris or anything like that. Well, we're never really... We're, we don't really do stuff from Lex's point of view. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like the first time we've really we had Lex's point of view in issue one, and then we had it in this issue. Like yeah. as in getting Lex screen time without the presence of Superman or Clark Kent. Um, yeah, true. I, I guess maybe in that issue five was it? The, but Clark anything... was there the whole time. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I guess with that with that issue, if there would be anything, you would have a little bit there before Clark right. arrives or something, um, just to establish. There might have been, but yeah. like I think I think if you set it up too much, then you know it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, you know, wasn't like a Luther Brainiac thing. This is supposed to be like oh, okay. This is going to be Superman's sort of big battle. Oh yeah! Look, it, it um, didn't really, it didn't really kind of phase me that much. It was just uh, out of curiosity because yeah, it's like oh yeah. Usually they set up, set yeah. it up. But I guess, I guess the real final battle, and this isn't really a spoiler, is with Luther, mm, uh, yeah. which is definitely being set up <laughs> quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think this fight with Solaris is pretty cool, and I love how all Superman's robots rally. Yeah, it's, it's well, uh, to not that much effect against it, but it was good to see. Like they're all, they're all loyal. They're all yeah. like his little knights following him. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's a really awesome, awesome page. All these, all these panels are great. You know, Superman standing out, looking out at the red sky, and all the mm. robots come in. Yeah, yeah, because they're all kind of blue. So it, it's a nice. I mean. Color design wise, it's quite nice um, to look at. I, I enjoy the Superman suit as well. It's very uncharacteristic. Like it, yeah. Sorry, but yeah, I definitely like it. Mm. You know, it's kind of like, uh, well, I, I just love the white thing in it. Yeah, it makes him look um, a lot more. You know, with the helmet as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, it makes him look kind of knightly, maybe. Mm. I don't know, but um, it's good. Uh, and you know, Superman thinks he's going out to face Sing alone, but he has a bunch of allies now. So, yes. yeah. But yeah, that the fortress is sealed. Mm-hmm. Fort Superman's closing down. We have the lone robot walking back in just yeah. to take care of everything. Yeah, that robot seven, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I love how it's like just a really mundane welcome mat. It's <laughs> yeah. generic as you can get. Yeah. 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 Um. But uh, yeah, I love this page. The Superman flies off. Mm. Oh yeah, with, with uh, the robots. trail of the yeah yeah yeah. You I, know, I, come Superman, come die. Yeah, I, I think that and that and the subsequent pages as well. Um, again, the hats off to the the colorists there. Um, yeah, just really nice oh, design yeah. with the oranges, the yellows, the reds. But then you have the eye of Solaris, which is uh, this really nice mm-hmm. icy blue. Uh, it just works really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess a bit of a twist is uh, Superman knew this. Like, he knew about this surprise team-up. He figured it out, and he mm. prepped accordingly, um, which is definitely not what Luther wanted to happen. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, so, you know, Superman's wearing uh, his suit, which protects him from the red sun radiation. Not forever, but long enough to even the odds, he says. But I love this. Yeah, I just, I really love this. Um, this whole, I love this suit design they've gone with for Superman flying yeah. out. I don't know. It's just, it really. Uh, it just gives me a bit of chills because it's reminiscent of you know, as Morrison said, these 
the kind of solar journey that a lot of um, mythological figures and stuff have gone through. It just reminds me of... Um, oh, okay, yeah. You know, all sorts of stuff. Well, it's just, it's just so different, isn't it, from what you'd expect for Superman as well. So, yeah, But just... pure white's very fitting, I mm. think. Has he he's, ever been... He's has he ever been? He's, I've seen him in black. I haven't seen him in, in white. No, he's never had like a white costume in the sort of mainstream yeah. continuity. Um, and yeah, because Superman at this point yeah, is a pure character, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, gorgeous sequence for me. I really loved it. Um, so uh, Solaris has said he's killed the sun, which is not good. Mm. And I really love this little touch of the robots diving in front of Superman to take the hit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. Again, um, typical, quietly, I guess, detail with all the yeah. mechanical, the older bits and pieces coming off. Yeah. Uh, it really does add add to it. Um, and uh, so Superman uses his new bioelectric field. Yes, again. Power. So we've seen that about three or four times. Yeah, it's cool that it's kind of popped up. Yeah. Because... Um, I don't remember it ever popping up in the animated movie past the first time. Oh, okay. So it's cool to read this again and see it pop up. Mm. And, you know, I love how Solaris is, like, speaking in binary and stuff. Yeah. Um, One of my favourite bits is, is actually that last panel, which is really nondescript, but I don't know, it kind of evokes something with, um, I guess, remnants of Solaris, like um, flaming bits, like falling to... To work I think, into the water. Yeah, I think that's the robots, maybe. Oh, the robots, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a bit of damage. Like, you can see it takes out a bit of the, the, the mm. cliff face. Uh, yeah, so what? regardless, it's some sort of damage from this battle up in the sky. And uh, you've got the, the water uh, kind of tinged with the red light as well. Again, it's yeah. just really nice color design and a nice, just a design in general with those shooting... Shitting debris falling down to earth. It really isn't. For me personally, it evokes. I don't think it symbolizes that or anything, but it just reminds me of kind of like, you know, maybe it's because of Supernatural, but there's like a shot and there are these falling angels oh, okay. falling to the yep. earth, and it just sort of reminded me of that. Um, I don't think it's supposed to be like that or anything. Yeah, but sure. It's a really nice looking. It is. It's something animal. that you wouldn't really expect. Like, you don't. Mm. I wonder who, if it was Grant Morrison who came up with it for the direction or, or quietly just saying um, it's a very kind of quiet, a quiet way to show, I guess, indirectly the battle above. Yeah. It's it's really really hard to describe, but yeah. It's crazy that Jim Lee was nearly doing the art for this because oh, it just, yeah. it wouldn't have worked. It would have no. had to have been a different story. Um, yeah, you know. he, unless he took a lot of direction from Morrison with layouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like with the faces and the yeah. body language and stuff, yep. you know, yeah. um, but uh, I'm not ragging on Jim Lee. I think, you know, I, I do like him. Oh yeah. That, um, yeah. I mean, each artist, a writer, they have their strengths as well. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. Like, you know, Alex Ross has his strengths and he has his weaknesses too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which we yeah. talked about on Kingdom yep. Come. Um, Uh, yeah, so you know, and I love Superman's helmets breaking, mm. and just know. the 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 profile of the cracked, and it's just his black sil- kind of like mm. black silhouette. You see, it's it's all in shadow, yeah, but it's it's really nice. His suit's starting to tear. Um, we get a very doom dialogue from um, 
Solaris, you know, your people will bow, pray to me or die in darkness. <laughs> um, so Superman's telling the robots to save themselves because Solaris is going to wipe them completely. Mm. Um, they're kind of spinning Solaris around, I think. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just me, I just thought they were just grabbing onto him and trying to tug him somewhere. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so Robot Seven wants to atone. Yes, the formula was stolen under his watch. Yeah, so. Um, but he, uh, he's yeah. Like, if he yeah, has a conscience, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting with these robots. Mm. I couldn't really find anything. Morrison's never really talked about the robots, but I find them interesting because obviously they're kind of not just robots at this point. No, they've achieved some some level of... Of sentience. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, at least they're not baby robots, otherwise Superman might kill them. Um, <laughs> that's uh... right, that's right. And the mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Burn it all down. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, then we, then we have... Superman's buddy come back. Mm. The Sun Eater to fight the Tyrant Sun, and Superman's like, "No, go back to your own kind." Yeah, so what, I, I was a little confused with this as well, right? Because so I originally thought Superman didn't want the Sun Eater there, right? Is that? I guess Solara starts freaking out, and then Superman's like, "Oh yeah, this is you know the natural yeah. enemy of." Ah, uh, okay. So he's starting to yeah, maybe that's a. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, because I thought maybe he, I thought Superman um, kind of knew that Solaris was too much for the Sun Eater. I thought that's initially. I thought he's like, no, 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 don't, don't come here, get back. But no, I don't think he does due to his reaction later on. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, no, the Sun Eater gives him the edge. Uh, Solaris is freaking out in binary. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he gives Superman the edge, and Superman's able to punch a big hole into his eye into the eye um but unfortunately oh i again this is really really cool art it, it's um it's quite horrific for the sun eater because it it ends up looking like a, a bit of a, a burst fabric like, yeah it just, and it even seems to scream in pain like yeah it's just like torn like from the inside out just exploded and the way it kind of I guess drifts down from the sky. It's you can you get that sense of how flimsy it is. I guess because it, it does I, look yeah. like it's a huh. Oh no, yeah, no, I get. It. I felt really sad. I, I was sad that yeah. the sun eater died. Um, yeah, me too. It's it was just Superman's pet. It just came to protect Superman. Yeah. Um, you know, and you get that kind of split second of oh, you know, the sun eater is gonna defeat the tyrant sun because that's what it it is made to do to eat the yeah. sun. But, um, no, unfortunately, not this one. Uh, yeah, but it does send Superman into a rage. Mm. Uh, and Superman essentially pounds the crap out of Solaris. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we cut to... Um, <laughs> this is while Superman's doing that. Yeah, this is pretty funny. Um, so, you know, what I mentioned before about how kind of silly she looks and she doesn't realise it, I mean, this kind of makes it even more so. She's in this weird kind of June buggy thing or I don't know what it is yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and she's still got that funny hat on it's 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 hilarious and how could you take it seriously if he wants to kind of create death and destruction in the world it's just uh, I don't know but it's it, not a, she's using one of Lex's goofy inventions you know yeah. um, 
But I, I say all this in a good way. It's very comedic. Oh, yeah. It's very fun. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It kind of breaks the, the tension a bit from what we just saw. The horror. <laughs> the horror. Yeah, jeez. Because yeah. as you said, it was very visceral, um, mm. the way it was drawn. Very well uh, done. Sunny yeah. blowing up, um, which again, I thought was one of the sadder moments of uh, the book. Yeah. Because, you know, the Sunny, like, he's been around for, yeah, yeah. you know, a few issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't feel like a cheap shot either, you know, like the dog dying or whatever. Um, no, no. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, this this whole interaction was a bit funny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, then we, uh, so, yeah, we have Jimmy giving a bit of exposition about Solaris. Yep. Um, but, uh you know, that's cut short as Solaris crashes into the Earth. Yeah. Um, Due to Superman's rage. Yep. Uh, and he reveals that he's poisoned the sun. Yeah, in between the binary. Yep. Poisoned sun. And, uh, you know, Superman's like, you know, by the 24th century, I'm told you'll be real rehabilitated to work with humanity instead of against them. Yep. And... And so Rehabilitation you, begins here, apparently. So, yeah, the sun's like, mercy. Yeah, you'll live. Um, but Superman will still enjoy it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So he wallops him good. I guess it just renders... Wallops him pretty good. There's a mushroom cloud. There's a mushroom, yeah, yeah, yeah in the distance. <laughs> a perfect mushroom cloud. Yeah. Uh, but it, I guess it renders um, Solaris dormant, not yeah, dead. Yeah, I think he, he just... takes out Solaris, because we know that Solaris is an enemy... Of future Superman. Yep. Um, but, you know, Superman has to spare him here so that he can be real bit rehabilitated in the future. Yes. Yeah. Um, which sucks because apparently Solaris is going to cause a lot of damage mm. <laughs> before well, then. You, but... Yeah. It's a pinpoint accurate punch to, to do that and make sure that he didn't kill it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's it's a computer. Yeah, so... you just shut it down. I guess it can be yeah. reactivated or whatever. So, yeah. Like, you'd probably target, you know, the appropriate... Um, yeah. The mainframe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a cool shot of Superman's kind of outfit there. Just on the ground. Mm. And so, yeah, it, for the moment, I thought that he just... He exploded with it. <laughs> I think that's um, the idea. Yeah, I mean, but we see shortly after, not, not oh, that yeah. long, um, that Clark is, is there. So he, he's kind of fleed the scene, basically. But yeah, yeah, I guess that's what it is meant to uh, meant to kind of show, that maybe he's he's kind of disappeared in the explosion. Yeah. And I love, uh, you know, meanwhile, we cut to Jimmy and Lois talking to Nasty, and um, <laughs> he's like, oh, we're the press, you know, we, we can put your front pe- you on the front page of Daily Planet, you know, don't kill us. Um, you know, you're quite stunning. <laughs> she's like, hmm, the print medium's so past, but in so many ways, it's still pretty cool in so many other ways. And I love how it's just such a typical, like, teenager sort of... Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of justifies everything, but, you know, just um, kind of spurns everything as well. Yeah. Because yeah. it's too, it's not cool to like something, but... She know. also wants yeah. to be on in the paper, yeah. so... Yeah. yeah, and this is a good thing as well. Like, um, what I, I think it was a really great way to to introduce kind of Lex towards the end because she's talking about uh, a world without him, a world without Superman. Then you get like a first 
first person perspective mm, of someone really flying like through yeah through the sky and you kind of think ah oh, you immediately think oh superman because... oh that is oh wow i didn't catch that i just assumed it was superman but you're right oh yeah i thought it was i thought I'm... it was lex but um yeah, actually having looking at the the sleeves that could well be superman you're yeah. right because it's gray yeah because um, then I guess that's where I was going when I did first read it. I, okay, I did that, and then I thought, oh no, that's probably actually Lex making his way over. But um, no, I think it is Superman with the grey. You're right. Yeah, maybe he's flying as Clark Kent. I'm not sure, but um, well, we he had, the, he had a grey kind of under undersuit to the white suit. Mm. So if you see him like when he punches um, Solaris, uh, yeah, he's yeah, got a grey yeah. undersuit. Yeah. So you're be. right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we would go to the Daily Planet, and uh, everyone's like, oh, Quark, you look quite crap, except for Cat Grant. Cat Grant, who's like, you look buff. Um, <laughs> Are you kidding? He looks buff. But uh, Superman... And again, sorry, Con, I've got to call it out again to the stock standard, almost cardboard <laughs> office layout. <laughs> so, yeah, everything else has so much detail, yeah. and you just get to these offices. I think stuff. he really, I think Frank Quietly really hates offices. He just doesn't want to spend any time doing it. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, he's uh, brought up the Superman dead article, mm-hmm. and then he collapses. Uh, yes, dead. Dead, yeah. Oh, yeah. As dead as you you think you'd be, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Lois is like, what? He can't be, you know. Yeah. And boom, the, the Luther reveal, Clark is the least of your worries. Yeah. How cool is that? I mean, what a great way to end because the only nemesis or the person that could stop Luther is, is just recently declared dead. Like, you know, you see Clark <laughs> there. And then you've got a super-powered Luther coming in. So at the end of this issue, I was thinking, holy heck, this is where, you know, how mm. can we be saved from this? Because Superman's gone, you got basically. the lightning in the background. Yeah, yeah. He's got his little blimp as well. Yeah, the, I love the blimp. <laughs> Attacking some buildings just randomly. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is... Yeah. Uh, it's Lex time. Um, yeah. You know, this is his power play. So what was uh, his his idea for these twenty four hours? Because he knows, so he wanted he wanted the tyrant son Solaris to to defeat Superman, and then or his, nullify Superman. Nullify, and his plan then was to, with his twenty four hours of superpowers, to come in and take uh, over. I think take over. Okay, yeah. Because he he talks about how in the next issue he talks about like you know, yep, I'm president now. Blah blah, blah stuff yeah, like that. Right. Um, I think he's also. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So that was his. Uh, I guess know, he's doing uh, that through through terror, through terrorism, basically, because he's blowing up crap. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, he's going for the. If you don't let me take over, I'll kill everyone. Approach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, yeah, it's beyond terrorism because it's there's a purpose to it. He, uh, yeah, he wants to. He wants. He wants the power. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, Point out the inker and the colorist is Jamie Grant as well. Oh. Just to... Uh, hats off. You hats off. His name. Yeah. yeah hats, deservedly uh, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even the inking as well. I mean, it, look at the... As we mentioned, despite the, the offices, the level of detail that goes into it, 
um, from quietly, mm-hmm. I guess, breakdowns or pencils. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of inking there that that Grant has had to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So, do we want to? Since this, like, I guess we could talk about this issue a bit. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I guess because it's weird because um, this is well, there's. there's Actually, there's a couple of two-parters in this run, but um, yeah, this is the first part. But I guess this featured uh, the the super feet or the feet mm-hmm. of strength or whatever. And this was um, yes. I'll go to the back of the book because it's listed there. Hang on. Was that? I know that... what it is, but I just want to get the specific word. Oh, okay, right. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Superman defeats Solaris, the tyrant's son. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that was the. You know, uh, I really like Solaris and the battle with Solaris. I did as well. Like, I mean, it's a very yeah. climactic feel as he sort of flies out. Yeah, um, I mean, well, it's it's not so much. I mean, as we've described, not so much the the battle between exactly Superman and Solaris. It's mm. what happens around it, like the Sun Eater and and the robots yeah. as well. It really adds to to that battle. Um, yeah. So it's not like Superman just alone, um, but it really added a few more dynamics to it rather than just. Basically, Superman, what he does at the end, basically punches the crap out of it. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it makes it quite interesting. Yeah. And I, I like Solaris's design and stuff. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spiky all with an eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Lex's, um, um, Lex's part in this is, is, I mean, he gets even more of a part in the second, uh, in issue episode 12. Yeah. But uh, it was... It was good to see a, a bit of a side here. The opener with with Lex in the in the electric chair. You get to mm. you get to get a peek, behind, you know, in his psyche a bit a bit more, and then his interaction with Nasty, um, and just what he does with with this power that he has. Yeah, I mean, things really ramped up in this issue. Uh, mm, yeah, did. we started off with a bang, Lex on the electric chair, and then he yeah. just vaporizing people, and then pretty much straight away we get. Superman pretty much talking about his life and then he just goes off to fight Solaris, you know? So things are... Yeah. It's definitely the final act that we're in. Yeah, and, and you see a lot more of... Well, I guess you see little bits and pieces here and there, but in this issue as well, you, you do see a, a visibly weakened Superman. Yeah. Um, so, you you know, and, and we're reminded that you know, his time is almost up. He's starting to reminisce about his life as a whole. Uh, we're getting that sense of the end for him. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because uh, as I said before, like all the issues, um, Superman dying has been like a thread throughout all of them. But the main focus has been on something else. But then issue 11 is the first issue. Actually, I guess issue 10 as well, where yeah. the main focus is superman situation like he's dying like this yeah dealing with that so it's gone to the forefront now um and now superman is dead apparently or maybe he is um yeah it's weird big big strokes like big uh big things happened in this um in this issue so yeah it's it is good i think it's typically that can be the case as well with a lot of stories like and then what writers generally do with the last part is that they do 
well, like the massive climax happens in the second second last thing. Like everything kind of comes to a head, and then the last uh, um, issue always for a part will kind of tie things up and maybe even go into an extended epilogue. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll read out the synopsis for episode twelve. The, the last part. Yes, the final part. Superman in Excelsis. In her vision, Jarrell tells Superman he stands on the threshold of life and death as his consciousness converts to pure solar energy, telling him that with his greatest task complete to show the world an ideal of what it may be capable of, his only reason to return is to stop evil one final time, with Superman reluctantly choosing to do so. Uh... As the superpowered Luther threatens to take planet staff, Clark Kent wakes and uses a gravity gun to knock Lex back, saving his friends and donning his uniform. After a brief battle where Luther defeats Superman, Lex drags him before the media to declare his dominion over the Earth. But before he can take action, he finds himself paralyzed, overwhelmed by supersensory input and finally seeing the world the way Superman does. Luther realizes the truth of existence and that his cruelty was for nothing, only for his power to wear off as the time-warping side effects of the gravity gun causes Super Seer empowering him to rapidly wear off. Return to normal, Lex attacks Superman in a rage, but is quickly knocked out. With Superman warning that Luther might truly have saved the world as he always claimed he could if he had cared. Realizing the sun had been poisoned by Solaris before it died and that, converting to energy, only he might be able to repair it, he kisses Lois Lane one last time before flying into the heart of the star to save it from within. A year later, Lois sits near the Superman memorial statue and talks to Jimmy, telling him that Superman is not dead, with the headline proclaiming his death, published by the Daily Planet, only existing to send back in time and prevent paradox. He will one day emerge, and on that day, she will be waiting for him. On the moon, Leo Quinson reflects on the great challenge left behind by Superman to continue without him, and begins to begins a project trusted to him by Superman to bring about a new protector of the Earth. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was a, it was a, f- a really, a very satisfying, I think, end to this, mm-hmm. this uh, 12-part journey. Uh, it, it had a bit of everything yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, but can we start at the, the, um, the cover, though? Yes, uh, yeah, it, let's go from the cover. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say that's, I really do like this cover. Um, there's so much to like about it. Uh, for me... Well, I'd say three things. The first one is the depiction of Superman um, with a gun, like hiding yep. behind a wall, which is, I guess, is not common to see. I mean, Superman's no. powerful enough, but he he's here with a gun, uh, hiding. Uh, also, his look is very classic. Like he's got a really pronounced chin, like a jawline. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, his neck is massive. Uh, but I don't know. There's something quite quite nice about that. And then the rest of him is is quite simplified. Uh, and and it's the beauty of the again the colorist to actually define mm-hmm. the tone and texture of the of the body and his legs and such. Um, the other one I really loved is is Lex's um, again his his posture. He's almost like strolling in mid air. Um, yeah. Really nice. Again, for me, very Lutheresque kind of pose. Uh, but he's got these green like heat vision. Blast, which yeah. I think is really cool, coordinates with his color color scheme. Um, so I really like that, and and I like the there's a, 
there's a really different quality to Solaris in the background. It mm. must be the computer digital effects for for all that kind of um, what do you call yeah. it? rays spewing from it. Um, but yeah, there's yeah, this would have to be uh, I'd say one of my favorite um, covers. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good cover, and it also has like um, you know, it's a very action cover it's detailing the conflict to come but it gives no hints yes. whatsoever towards the ending mm-hmm. or anything um so there's no spoilers in the cover it's no. just well, if anything the... it's a little misleading as well with solaris there but you know but, but yeah. covers yeah, covers are always is, you know, misleading you know so oh yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah uh well let I really like this. Let's get to this whole weird. This is uh, awesome. This is awesome. Yeah, I love this whole sequence of yeah. sort of. I like the explanation of it, the science behind it. It's, yeah. it's really cool. It's again another Morrison y thing. So, well, so basically, so Superman's reunited with Jor-El. Um, and we find, in essence, well, I'm just going to skip straight to it in this is what i yeah, love yeah. about it is um is matter like energy these things he says jor says these can't be um created or destroyed they're just kind of there but the thing yeah. is the clincher is that consciousness is the same as well so mm. when you i guess when you die and um your consciousness is is out there um and i guess it's with with the physiology of, of kryptonians as well um their conscious lingers and they create these thought palaces and stuff and i think it's a really cool concept yeah yeah um yeah so they continue to think like they continue to think when they're dead like the consciousness is is out there somewhere i yeah it was it was weird i love this whole sequence because you know it's one of those sequences where you kind of you kind of think about what's being said and Mm. what the hell does it mean (laughs) um so for one, I love just the, the not pun intended, the otherworldly feel mm. of this whole thing. Um, like it's yeah, they're on Krypton, but it's not bustling or anything. Mm. Like the buildings are all cracked, yeah, and everything they look ruined. So it's just sort of odd. So and this it's is kind of like yeah, sorry. They're just kind of like flying around in this dead world. Yeah, you know. Um, but, but this dead world is a construct, right, of, of Kal-el's mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those weird dream things. Mm. But um, it's weird because it's not a dream. But it, I know what you mean. But it's it's weird because yeah. to dream you'd have to be kind of alive and you know have conscious. But it is kind of a dream. But their consciousness is just out there. Yeah, because it's never destroyed. Just like energy, which I think is really cool. The the gist I got from it was well, Clark is actually dead here. He's, um, he's dead, yeah. Yeah, the, the recap got a couple of things wrong. Like, he's not on the threshold. He's like, he's literally dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Um, and his consciousness and... has gone up to another plane of existence. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's this really great dialogue here. Mm-hmm. You know, a whole civilization of Superman reduced to dust by a caprice of cosmology. Like... Yeah. Think of how precious and how fragile all the little things you value are. Um, and, you know, we have the, the gold volcano, which I think is a cool touch. Mm-hmm. 
um, if we remember that way Old back Old classic, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so his body's going, undergoing a mutation, a conversion to solar radio consciousness. Mm-hmm. I took that, and you must surrender to the process, I took that as Superman is kind of ascending to what we see at the end of the uh, book. Um, but I guess I guess that's a point we'll have to discuss when we get to the end of the book, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, um, there's that really. But yeah, I, I do love like the thought palaces, um, you know, and kind of like explanation for heaven and hell was like people are creating their own heavens. Yeah, and helps their own afterlives. Um, but this is this is only for Kryptonians, right? Because Jor-El mentions the Kryptonian cell structure has adapted yeah. over millennia. So the the, the Kryptonians, the, their physiology is able to store this energy. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And from, I think so. Which yeah, is and so from weird, this, but yeah, cool. and um, from this energy <laughs> it becomes a mutation uh, and solar radio consciousness, which is, um, a, you know, very. Um, very scientific but uh, i can see the you know the logic of it <laughs> well i guess you know the, the kryptonians the... are a race of scientists yeah yeah well not so like they're a race of science i suppose is a better way of putting yeah. it um like they they did worship their star yeah as rao but i don't think they did towards the end in this universe i don't know but yeah um no i think you're right uh but uh, yeah, I love all the artwork here is stunning. I love it. Mm. Uh, it's slightly different, isn't it? As well, it's drawn mm-hmm. for me. It's slightly drawn differently. If you look at the close-ups of Jor-El's face, um, I don't know. I wonder if that was an intentional thing from Frank Quietly to to make it seem a little bit, you know, not of the world that we are used to, like in, yeah. in these past twelve issues. But yeah, yeah. And I'll, I just I love the sun behind. Jorel's uh, face, and you know the. Um, I guess there's actually more. There's more with Jorel and um, Clark. I was just I was wondering where the hell it was, but then I realised we cut back to um, the Daily Planet before we come back here. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, but, but before we go to the Daily Planet as well, I think the last thing that Jorel says is pretty cool. You have a choice, basically. Yeah. You can you can linger and and again as you're saying this is kind of like the heaven or hell right it depends on how you construct your thought palace um, mm. when when you do die um, so you can either stay in this f- field or field of living fluid consciousness and I guess just live live like that or you could give it up I guess and and return Turn and back. face down evil. Yeah, one last time. So again, it's just, it's quite powerful of the Kryptonians. You, you you actually have the ability to consciously, <laughs> using that word again, yeah. stay dead, or you can actually choose to to come back to life if you want. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I guess like, because his Superman's body hasn't like decayed or anything. No, it's and the other thing is it's undergoing a process. It's converting to, you know. Um, where is it? Uh, um, I'm just looking for this specific. Your body is undergoing a mutation, a conversion of solar radio consciousness. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's... Because, like, obviously, 
the Kryptonians who blew up, they couldn't go back to life. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, they can't. You, you need, you need, I guess, a, a, a vessel to return to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a lot of stuff that's kind of a bit open to interpretation mm-hmm. in this sequence. I think I couldn't yeah, really find Morrison talking about it, uh, so I would be really interested to see what listeners have to say. I would be too, because uh, again, I, I just found this a really cool concept by Morrison and. Um, yeah, as you're saying, it's quite open. So interesting to to hear what others um, took it as. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we cut back to the Daily Planet, um, and you know, oh, beautiful um, facial expression from Lex. <laughs> Lex has some good facial Perfect. expressions. This issue, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cool. absolute arrogant disgust yeah. uh, in facial form it's brilliant i love it um but uh yeah so lex is ranting about how he's the future savior of earth and the daily planet sent him to all the electric chair and he's pretty much like so you know you decide who live or dies in the next harrowing few minutes yeah um, <laughs> And uh, Lois has been crying. Yep. The uh, What is it? The mascara? Yeah. Assuming because Clark's dead, which is like, oh, Lois shows some emotion for Clark. That's nice, at least. Other than that, um, she's turned into the crow. You never know. <laughs> I don't think so. But, um, yeah. So. Oh, it's, it's really cool as well. What I like, a little touch. Um, Jimmy is, is turning on his Superman watch. And, and Lex is like, ah, turn that off. Yeah, I can hear it. So, yeah, I, I like that. Um, just to really, really hit home that Lex has all the powers that Superman does. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lex has a little speech about truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What color is it? Can I touch it? Yeah, I think, yeah. It, was he being, like, just very facetious there? Like, He's just very angry. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But uh, I don't think he really values truth for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he doesn't because Superman stands for truth, so he would hate it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, Lois tries to appeal to Lex. And, like, you know, you've got to... Yeah, true. And and it harks back to the earlier, of course, because she had that as well. Yeah. Well, she had the power. Yeah. Hmm. Um... And, you know, she's like, you got to let it all sink in and stuff. Mm. Um, and then we cut back to Superman. Yes. To the Thought Palace. Yeah. Um, again, gorgeous artwork. I really love it. Mm. Uh, this whole Krypton sequence. The um, gold river or whatever it is. It's cool. Mm. And, you know... Uh, Superman's like, you know, there's one more labor in Jarrell goes, well, there's always one more. Mm. Your work is done. You know, you've shown them the face of the man of tomorrow. And here we get, you know, that line that was used uh, in Man of Steel as well, I believe. But oh, uh, What was it? Uh, you've given them an ideal to aspire to, embody their highest aspirations. They will race, they will stumble, they will fall. Oh. And cruel and curse, and finally, they will join you in the sun, Kal Which is, um, you know, in time you'll no longer be alone. Mm. And that, that's kind of like, again, that's kind of summarizing the whole philosophy 
well, one of one of the thing one of the uh, ideas Morrison had with the whole you know okay. humanism imitation thing, yeah. and uh, Superman has given like succeeded in giving humanity uh, something to aim for mm-hmm. instead of all blowing each other up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Superman's like, you know, my life. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to die, which is, you know... It's fair enough. Yeah. Um, and this is really good. Uh, you know, the, the gold volcano or whatever started erupting and Jarrell goes, for Kryptonia was always too late, but the best of us, the gold in us, will survive. Uh, in- yes. All that is impure will be burned to ash and all that is strong and great and true will survive and be reborn. And then Superman goes, Father, not me. So he is like an uh, exceptional Kryptonian. Yeah. And then uh, Krypton blows up again. <laughs> uh, well, say, so funny. Look, I'm, I'm just being a bit cheeky here. Mind you, though, if this is a thought palace, then Superman really does think highly of himself. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, man, um, who knows what's happening? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that is kind of funny there. Uh, yeah, I mean, is it, I mean, but for all we know, yep, that could be Jor-El. Yeah. uh, That, I mean, that's the other, that's the other thing, you know, it could be just Jor-El. Consciousness does exist for Kryptonians after death. Yeah. That could be the real Jor-El. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's, which I love the idea of, um, I don't think it is, but maybe part of him, cause he is giving him some specific information. That Superman wouldn't really know. Yeah, I mean, it could uh, well it could well be. I mean, if if you look at what he had just explained about um, the cell structures of Kryptonians and and how they've reached the radio, what is it, consciousness? Um, it could be. It could be him. I mean, I don't. Ronald Morrison's he's very big on science. Mm. Um, as like a good thing because i was going to say maybe like it doesn't have to make sense maybe it's like a spiritual thing like superman seeing kevin costner in yeah Bambi superman but um if morrison's all about science and like you know there must be a specific way that this is supposed to yeah yeah this is this must be thought out and this must um you know make logical sense there must be a set of rules that morrison has set up yeah for it to make sense um, yeah, exactly, and, and that could still hold true as well. But um, I guess it also it doesn't have to be um, the way that we would perceive it, like, as in being as as simple that's as true. as this is just this is just all a fabrication of Kalel's like thought palace. I mean, it's what it's what um, Jorel says, but who's to say that they don't overlap the thought palaces yeah. and stuff? So um, uh, you know, it's open to as you say interpretation. Son, get out of my thought powers. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, what are you doing? I got here? stuff here you can't see. Come on, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're not meant to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that uh, yeah. See this this page is where I kind of got my interpretation of the ending from, which I guess we'll talk about when we get to it. Okay. Um, but you know, Jarrell talking about Superman's rebirth. Yes. Um. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, gorgeous panels i really love i can't say how much i love it especially where superman's hand is reaching out mm. towards Jorel. yeah yeah he um, does he does hands so well I, I know it sounds really silly but it's true like 
aren't hands the hardest things one of the hardest things to draw like apparently it's feet if you ask Robert Lee Field. oh yeah yeah feet as well but like these hands are great like um, oh yeah 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 um and Steve is trying to Steve Lombard is like trying to wake Clark up yeah like, and it know, shows that yeah he actually cares for him yeah he's like I'm sorry for all those tricks I've played on you yeah um, <laughs> and I love like Lex is cracking me up with this just arrogance he's like why waste your time on Kent what did he do with that amazing interview I gave him and then they're showing him pictures and Lex is like what is this what's this I'm what's talking, this? I'm talking. Yeah, like, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. I know it's, it's really cool really good writing um, and there's pictures of, from the news desk the sun is blue Solaris has double crossed Lex and poisoned the sun and I love mm. this line from Lois. Someone or something exploited your vanity to get revenge on the whole world yet again, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love how she talks to him. It's good. Yeah. Which is true because, you know, the Brainiac's done that to Lex before. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. You can be as smart as you can, but if you don't have street smarts, you know. Yeah. And, work. of course, Lex took a front to that. Yes. Idiot. Blows her away. And then Clark wakes up. Wakes Lois. up. Lois. Mm. Lois has to be rescued. He's got to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's job: rescue Lois Lane. Um, and then, you know, Luther's like, you know, he'll repair the sun. Write the headlines. <laughs> so Jimmy attacks him. He tries to. Very Perry's little. Running check on Lois, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, little Lois. success. <laughs> Lex's reaction: What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah he, he can't believe the, you know... Someone would, like, attack him. It so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when he has the power of Superman. Um, Some more great expressions here. Yes. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love this as well. Uh, Clark Kent slash Superman playing the Clark Kent card still. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Ah, uh, there's me, Lexi. You know, puts 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 his hand up as if he's you know in class. Um, yeah, it's just really good to see Clark again. Um, yeah, interacting with Lex one last time. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, he does. So he whips out a gravity gun. That's awesome. And his posture changes to very Superman-like posture as well as he does it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's no longer he's no longer hunched over. He doesn't have a double chin anymore. Um, and it's the last thing that Lex would have expected, especially ex- Clark yeah. Kent. Um, so caught absolutely by surprise, and you see him bounce off a billboard. That's <laughs> um, brilliant. Uh, but this little sequence here, it's. Um, uh, yeah, I found it amusing um, how yeah. how Jimmy's turned it around, and people they believed him, right? Yeah, like, I think so. Nice disguise, Superman. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Jimmy's covering for him. He is, like, yeah, he is. Yeah, and he, he's covering for, I guess, for Clark as well, like because Clark would never do that sort of thing, right? So yeah, um, so Superman obviously was was disguised as Clark Kent. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy's the only person in the room without. Uh, who's smart and doesn't have deep-seated mental issues. So <laughs> yeah. he knows that Clark is Superman. Um, yeah. 
And everyone else is like, oh, that foot, oh, yeah, no, that was Superman pretending to be Clark Kent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Clark Kent would never have been that buff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, leave Luther to me. That's that. cool. A nice, a nice, um, a nice image there. Yeah. The symbol. We know that Superman's back. Yeah, definitely. And does this, this truck crash in the Lex? That's cool again. <laughs> the dude goes flying out. Man, that dude needs to be wearing a seatbelt because he, he goes does. flying right over that windscreen. Um, and again, we get that the hyper detail in there. It's, it's mm. great again to show the the shock of the the collision. We can feel it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's only um, two two panels. You got Lex just on his knees looking up, and then it's kind of just a background thing. Like Lex doesn't even notice. No, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And then, he, um, and then he was thinking that again. I found this like a, a funny thing about Lex just talking to himself. I should be writing these. There's an amazing idea. So, was he thinking that Superman's Clark Kent there? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, I think that's what he must be thinking. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's because, get Grant Morrison on the show. Yeah, no, because <laughs> well, if the previous two panels he goes Kent and then he immediately denies or yeah. Know, doubts it no and then he's kind of like hmm now there's a, an amazing like it's it's a very yeah. gimmicky thought for him um yeah but yeah before he can actually even ponder it more he uh he gets blasted again by the gravity gun it's like clark's hiding superman's hiding behind a safe spelt s-a-i-f oh well oh, yeah. strange some sort of thing there i'm sure that um, would be yeah might be a little in joke somewhere yeah. Um, this this is a cool. The next visual is really good to show the X-ray. Um, mm. I love how quietly he draws the sewer system as well. Um, just vaguely. Yeah, so see. that's a good point. Yeah, he does. And and it's really good because it is a really an X-ray kind of shot. Um, yeah, and the the lead ones are obviously quite solid. Um. You can see the, the the car engine, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and the the cops shooting guns. The cops, yeah. At Lex. Predator style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, they, they're kind of, um, I haven't started fighting yet, but, you know, Lex, Lex just loves talking. He does. I mean, for a fight, geez, look at the the well, Superman as well. But look at the balloons. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever think it would end with me looking down on you like this? <laughs> it's like God. really, man. Like, <laughs> yes, just, I'm not. I'm not thinking. I don't have time to think about this, Lex. You know, let's just fight. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's like yes, I am elevated higher than you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um. But, yeah, Superman reveals, I had the whole thing paced out to end pretty much exactly like this. I've suspected your involvement since Robot 7's malfunction during preparation of the Exogene Super Serum. So a bit of a twist mm. is that this time Superman's aware of... Yeah, which Lex's is plans. really cool, because let's not forget that he his intelligence has increased, um, you know, when his powers are all amped up as well. So Lex is dealing with a lot, a lot more savvy Superman now. Yeah. And he's been... You could say he's been one step ahead the whole time. Speaking of powers being amped up, uh, there was this great quote from Morrison. I can't remember 
exact quote, but basically Morrison th- said the reason he made Superman even more powerful than he already was mm-hmm. was because of all the people that say you can't have any conflict for Superman when he's so powerful. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so that's Morrison's cool. like, okay, I'm going to give him more powers and show you that you're wrong. Um, that's very cool. What a challenge. And, and he's yeah. done it. He's, he's pulled it off really well. Oh, yeah, he challenged them, and then he's like, yep, he pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. Because that is a thing that usually, you know, you hear it a lot. That's like, the most common thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Superman's is overpowered. So what is it? Um, what they call it? OP, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Superman's most famous story is where he gets beaten to death and people still call him overpowered. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was really great um, reasoning for the decision. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Well, this gravity gun. Apparently it's one of the deadliest weapons in the galaxy. Well, I mean, and, and here you see Superman use it to, to varying effects. Um, really clever. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. But he, yeah, he, he hits Lex with it like a concussive force, but then yeah. increases the gravity of Lex himself, um, mm. all that sort of stuff. Um, I love the Lex is so heavy, he's falling through. Yes, the ground, the I think ground, it's yeah. really... He drags Superman down with him, though. Yeah, and he and they beats on him. Down fight in... through a subway car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the onlookers. Um, it's getting totaled. I love that. The small panel of... You just see destruction from within, and people are kind of, I guess... Freaking out. Freaking out, or on the platform. They're kind of getting the brunt of it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like, so he really whopped Superman. Yeah. Um, he starts dragging Superman out. <laughs> he's like, stand aside, don't be alarmed. There's only the phase transition to a new way of life without Superman. He's just dragging Superman by the cape. Yeah, he's got um, that posture again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, here he's like, I expect the president to be waiting with the keys to the White House. Um, and then he starts to falter. Ooh. Yes, he does. But, yeah, then we have uh, Nasty back with the Daily Planet in tow, actually. Um, and apparently this is science year zero, and they're putting we're putting these traders on trial, yeah. which I think is the Daily Planet, actually, because mm. she's dragging them along. <laughs> yes. um, she, she calls them Lexi, which I find funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's. Uh, again, she brings this light humor to it. Even to the, my favorite bit is like, she's been wearing that stupid hat for so long, <laughs> and she finally asks him, "How do I get this hat to work?" Like she doesn't have <laughs> any idea. Uh, but Lex is is distracted with with something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this um, is yeah, this is good. I love it. It's like she's like you know, yes, yes. Lex Luthor is spectacular today, actually, and she's like, "You look weird." And he goes, not as weird as you, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's suffering. He's starting to kind of, I guess, the powers that he has are starting to kind of play against him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's talking about how he's seeing the entire electromagnetic magnetic spectrum. Mm-hmm. Einstein failed to unify the gravitational force of the other three, but he had no experience of this. And he's like, yeah, he's been, so he's been 
he's become one with everything yes. essentially which is what superman i guess experiences what what he says uh, this yeah. is how he sees all the time every day because if your senses are so hyper acute i guess you just yeah yeah you see all the fundamental forces are yoked by a single thought um and then he tells her that the hat's thought controlled as yeah. well and I just I really love all this. Like, I can actually see the machinery and the wire connecting and separating everything since it all began. Yeah, so, yeah, this is how he sees all the time, every day. Like, it's all just us in here together and we're all we've got. So it's funny because yeah. achieving oneness is not something you need superpowers for either. Mm. Obviously, Superman and Lex would have experienced oneness on a really heavy-duty scale. Yes. Like, they literally see everyone connected yeah but achieving oneness and feeling oneness is something you know people do through meditation and mm-hmm. stuff and uh you know this this would be alien to lex though because he doesn't see like that's just completely against his philosophy mm. you know because it's him and everyone beneath him that's true <laughs> like, yeah he's he separate has... from everyone he's yeah. not like everyone else he has a um, hierarchy like he, he's yeah yeah and it also explains Superman's outlook as well. Yes, uh, it does. Filthy commie. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, no, but it, it, it does. It, it's, it's a really good way of putting it, I think, what Grant Morrison has, has done. Yeah. Um, I can actually see and hear and feel and taste it. And, yeah, the fundamental forces, are yeah, are all yoked by thought alone. It's, it's a really cool way of encapsulating this whole idea. It's a brilliant way to bring Lex down is to expose him to this truth, mm. you know, and like the powers give him the ability to actually comprehend that truth and it pretty much breaks him Yeah, because it's just against his being like his whole life, really. Um, yeah. And of course, he's embarrassing, nasty. Um, yeah, so so this is this is also coupled with, so did Superman then... Is it because he hit Lex with the gravity gun a few times? Yeah, so it's the gravity warped, warps warped time around Lex, I think. Yeah. And so that that is also um, explaining why he's experiencing, not only because of the senses, but why he's experiencing all these, this, this overload of, of uh, sensations. Is all that connected? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Because I thought they were separate things. I thought that, I think like, they're separate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, the way... Because um, the the way uh, that's that's because the the purpose of that is because that's how Superman makes sure Lex doesn't have powers for twenty four hours, you know. Yeah, yeah, he he, he accelerates his he, yeah yeah. He, he, so he basically burns out the the serum of Lex uh, in Lex's body by by accelerating his metabolism. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Superman's like, you're right, Lex. Brain beats brawn every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really cool way to, to, to get Lex. Um, but while Superman's punching not... him as well, which is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that guy who ne- said that Superman never throws a punch in All-Star Superman. I just... Oh, really? Well, there's yeah. a couple here. Even uh, an I- um... yeah. enough to, to make Lex's eyes roll. Uh... <laughs> but Superman's, um, he's starting to look a little... A little fractured, I guess. He's he's yeah. got some some light emitting from the skin. Yeah. Hmm. Um. And I love how Lex pulls out another beaker, 
and yeah, Superman grabs it from him and Lex is like, I saw how to save the world. I could have made everyone see. I could have saved the world if it wasn't for you. And then we get the punch, the punch with the greatest facial expression. Yeah, um, that's it. And you know, Superman points it out. Because like, you're thinking, oh, you know, Lex has had a revelation. Maybe you should give him the serum back. And then it's mm. like, oh, wait. Superman says it right here. He's like, you could have saved the world years ago if it mattered to you. Exactly. And you can't change that. I mean, Lex is always going to be Lex. And yeah. if he had that in him, he would have, he would have done it yeah, years ago. So it's a good point raised. Yeah. Um, actually, on a side note, in um, Man of Steel, they do these effects of his mm-hmm. skin breaking up. The oh, exact yeah, yeah. same. It's like a little nod to it. Oh, okay. Um, let's put a couple of visual references. I just thought that was a little tidbit. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so... Oh, your poor face. <laughs> yeah, everything's kind of coming full circle because, you know... Yeah. If Superman wasn't overdosed, he wouldn't be able to stop Solaris, etc. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And here's his final scene with Lois. Hmm. So it says, My cells are converting to pure energy, pure information. And I only have moments to save the world. Yep. Um, so is this the, where the, so his, his body is starting to mutate? The cells? This is the process Jorel was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how I took it. Yeah. 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 Because I originally thought the process was basically when, when Clark wakes up, when he returns to his body, but you know how he kind of comes back to the, the, the land of the living well, um, yeah. after, after Jorel and the red sun explodes. I thought that was... The, the mutation, but, um, yeah, no, this, this one yeah. makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he looks like he is turning into a, yeah. something. So they have, they have their last kiss and Superman's like, you know, I love you, Lois, I until the end of time because, you know, he loves her for some reason, but mm-hmm. no, <laughs> good for you, man. That's okay. Uh, and then she goes, I love you, Superman. And he flies off. Yes. And, you know, he's glowing at this point. Yeah, he's... Without Sans cape, um, Lois has that, and uh, yeah, and off he and shoots into the sun. Yeah, really great panels of him flying into the blue sun, and as he splashes into the sun, the, like, the yellow, yeah, kind of reignites. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, and uh, so we have like the Superman statue in the park, which I think mm. is cool. Yeah, and then Jimmy flies down on a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's really come a long way from being that kind of dorky guy. Um, he's quite, you know, even his facial expression there in the in the middle panel. You know, he's got a bit of coolness to him. Yeah, a bit, yeah, a bit of a- awkward coolness. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's been a year at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lois is like, and I'm not going to say anything in his memorial service because he's not dead. We published the warning headline as a warning to be carried back through time. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's totally holding out. Um, she knows that he's working away yeah. in the sun to keep it alive, and, and, and she reckons once he's done, he'll, he'll come back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. There's probably more of something that I'm not sure. I don't know if she truly believes that or if it's something that she's just really telling herself to, to deal with 
with losing him. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's because uh, she does look sad <laughs> in yeah. that panel. You yeah. know, she doesn't look certain of it. Um, oh, I think, or maybe she's just missing him. But yeah, it's... yeah, that's true. And then we get, uh, you know, this our final look at Superman for that's the cool. book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's a mixture of everything. Like, his, there's the mm, organics of the heart, and then yeah. it's surrounded by cogs and scientific beakers and, and tubes and stuff. It's it's a really, really yeah. uh, unique take. Yeah, definitely. Because um, that's him working on the sun, right? That That's what it's meant to be. He's in the heart of the sun? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the heart of the sun that he's fixing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's that that that's where I took like the sort of Superman was converting into mutating into the solar energy because he seems to be like yeah because you know if he was regular Superman then obviously that much sun would kill him yes um but he's not so yeah it's like. Um. Yeah, one of those things. But we'll, we'll, let's go to the next page. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so this tiny little epilogue here it doesn't say epilogue, but it pretty much is. Um, yeah. This one I, you'll have to explain to me because I I did not really get it. But yeah. oh, really? Um, yeah. Okay. So basically, Leo Quintum. Um. You know, he's talking about Luther. Mm-hmm. It's kind of faded now. <laughs> You know, yeah. he got his wish, um, and he's probably going to be executed. Yeah, because because uh, there's no Superman, so Luther's kind of like um, aimless now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she's like, "What if Superman never returns?" And yeah, I mean that that so because remember, suit Project Two, so he's going to make the new Superman. Yeah, so what is yeah, uh, that's so is, is he going to clone Superman or? Remember, Superman gave him and Lois's. Uh, oh, that's right. All the strands, of course. Yeah, the, the DNA um, thingamajigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. so that, that's how right. Superman will get all his descendants ah. and their sense of Lois as well. Right, of course. Okay, now that yeah. makes total sense. Again, because it's been a while since we've spread out these issue readings. So yeah, um, yeah. okay. So there is like yeah, there is a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's all. Uh, yeah, so, um, uh, Morrison had a lot to say about the composition of that panel in, of Superman in the Sun, if we want to mm-hmm. read it out. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, uh, let's see. Um, Okay. So this is the, he was being asked about that panel, and he mm-hmm. says, I didn't have any specific re- reference in mind, just one that we've all sort of got in our heads. I drew the figure as a sketch intended to be reminiscent of William Blake's cosmic figures, Russian constructivist, Soviet, socialist, worker-type posters. I can definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. And Leonardo's proportions of the human figure. Uh, the position of the legs hints at the Buddhist swastika. <laughs> so a lot of thought went into this. Wow, um, I, I didn't pick up that, I must say. <laughs> 
The yeah. clockwise sun symbol. It was, to me, the essence of that working-class superheroic ideal I mentioned condes- condensed into a final image of mythic Superman, our eternal, internal, guiding, selfless, tireless, loving superstar. The daft all-star Superman title of the comic is literalized in this last picture. It's the fearful symmetry of the Enlightenment project, an image of genius, toil, and our need to make things to fashion art and artifacts as a form of superhuman divine imitation. It was Superman as this fusion of Renaissance Enlightenment ideas about man and cosmos and a possible union of Blake and Newton, a pop art uh, Vitruvian man, the inspiration of the first letter of a future alphabet. He really has a way with words that I don't. Um. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, yeah, it's very good. Um, it is, though, but what he's described very beautifully, I think mm. it's in, in captured in this image just really well. Um, yeah. Everything that he says, you can kind of liken, like, let's say, the Russian, the, the Soviet kind of looking yeah. and workers. So mm. you got him doing the labor. I didn't pick at the swastika stuff, but I love the mixture of the organic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the the mixture of I don't the, think anyone but the people who made it yeah I, to be honest yeah I mean because look the way those legs are positioned anyway again you could take it from the Soviet images um, so yeah yeah yeah. but the um the, the the use of like the organic like the heart is kind of within the heart and and having that those mechanical and scientific things around mm. it uh, yeah just really Really cool, and, and the fact that what he said about Superman being in in our hearts as as this kind of burning light or bright light, mm-hmm. it's there's so many symbolism uh, symbols to this. Well, he's kind of become like the sun, mm. you know. Yeah. Like he has he has uh, um, ascended and been reborn, I guess. Because I couldn't find this in the interview. I can't remember where I read it, but Morrison was saying that someone asked him, "Well, does Superman die?" And he's like, "Superman, as we know him, does die at the end of the book." But so it is a cause of sadness, but yeah. he does also ascend into, into this, yeah. So he doesn't die literally; he ascends into another being, but it's he's not the same exact same as he was. Yes, you know, yeah. And that ties into way back in issue six, that golden Superman who gave the flower to Clark is this Superman. <laughs> That's what he oh, turns okay. into. Okay, right. After millennia in the sun, he turns into that Superman. Awesome. Um, and that is the Superman in DC 1 million called Superman Prime. It's the same character. I haven't mm. read DC 1 million, but that's the big tie-in. Okay. But, like, people say, oh, DC 1 million is like a sequel. But from what I understand, it's just – it's not a sequel because it's not like a thematic sequel or anything. It's mm. just in the same sort of universe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And so, yeah, it's all interesting. There's things to think about. So – Superman either comes back at... So I think Superman comes back at some point as the unknown Superman of 4500 AD. I think that's Clark. Uh-huh. So he must come back at some point, then he must go back into the sun. It's all a bit... I'm sure there's some sort of thing that someone's mapped out, but um, it's cool. Yeah, that is I like cool. that he becomes this sort of golden yeah. god Superman, leader of all the Supermen. Um, so he essentially becomes immortal. Uh but yeah, he's, the, he's, it's like he's metamorphosed, uh, metamorphosized into to something, and it, and again, it's kind of sad, and it adds more weight to that sort of. I think because that's what Jarrell was telling him, mm. like all that's impure will be burned to ash. Yeah, you know, all that is strong and great and true will survive and be reborn, and then Superman goes, "Father, not me," because you know, 
it yeah, won't it, be the same Superman. Exactly. He, he'll he lose a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to his life, aspects to his life that he'll lose because he's got to leave that behind. Yeah. Um, but he has to become this, this purer, greater being. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, which it's a really cool idea. Like, mm. he, he, yeah, it's, it's really, it kind of makes me think that. So, um, would other Kryptonians have this sort of capability as well? Or was there anything specific to Clark, to Kal-El, that has enabled him to do this? Or would all Kryptonians be able to ascend to this new... I guess if... if I feel like, yeah, if you switch Clark with a random Kryptonian who got solar radiation poisoning, mm. then you could... Yeah, I guess that could happen to them physically, I think. Or or did actually um, jor um, say something... Uh, oh, oh, he did no, say no. something about the other Kryptonians. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, no. he, he pretty much said their time was up. Yeah, yeah. No, he but he doesn't he doesn't mark out Kal-el as being in particular um, a special to. I guess he's not physically different to mm. other Kryptonians, but he's special in the sense that you know he's the sole survivor of that planet. Yeah, and he was up on Earth like all the other things that make him special. I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm not sure, like. My my impression is that he doesn't come back and see Lois. My impression is that he's in that thing for a millennia until he comes out as the unknown Superman, which is apparently in super dark times, which I would like a story about that. That sounds cool. Yeah. But um, I, I like the idea of, yeah, of him not returning because he, he's, he's gone up to a next level. Yeah. Like he, he's ascended to something. So I like the idea that he's... And as Jorel said... You've got to leave. Like, the impure stuff gets burnt away. So that was yeah. his old life. So unfortunately, he does lose Lois and, and and Jimmy, and you know his life is Clark Kent and stuff. But he yeah. uh, he's got a greater purpose. You know, it's a twist because the story is like from the get go. It's like Superman's going to die, and then he dies and lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's but, very uh, hard to kill Superman, isn't it? He always seems to to come back. Yeah. Well, you're not going to kill him now because he's like a solar god or something. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but I was reading about DC One Million and it had stuff like, oh, Superman came back at one point, married Lois, and all oh. this other stuff. But I don't know if that's like, um, like these stories aren't that connected. Mm. If that makes sense. So, oh yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's it's probably references and, and it's something that's fun to go. Oh look, this could be the super. But I, I think I, I wouldn't imagine that they go in I different. Think Morrison tangents. does say I think that he does say it is the Superman from DC One Million, but he doesn't say like. I mean, continuity is not as important to yeah. Morrison. So okay. I think in the context of this story, I believe that he didn't come out of the sun. Yeah, millennia, yeah. You know? I'd love um, to get into more of that Superman. What is it? Um, mil millennium? Oh, sorry, DC, it's called DC One Million. DC One Million. I'd like to get into that and have a read. And the one of the Superman, I think Superman from the eight hundred and fifty third century. I think he's a big character in that book. Okay, but yeah, yeah, it does sound cool. And it sounds like a cool like title. Uh, I don't know what to call it because it's not a tie-in, it's not a spin-off, it's not a prequel. It's just, you know, no, shares it, a lot of just, the same characters, exactly. I think. It, it touches yeah. upon the same characters. Yeah. 
not necessarily it needs to talk. like it's got you know Lois and Jimmy and stuff, but it's not because like... this is a complete story in itself. Yeah, exactly. You know? This this was written as a complete story. It yeah. wasn't written to you know to tie into any continuity and to, to yeah, it, it to might tie into DC one million, but it wasn't written to be a prequel. No, no thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So this. This is, I guess, yeah, the last issue. So it's kind of like a... We kind of view the last issue, but also the whole book because it ties it all together. Mm. Everything sort of comes together. Um, and I can read out about that stuff about Leah Quinton that Grant said okay. as well that I held off on. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it was at the end of the story. So he says, what he's doing at the end of the story should, for all its gee whiz... Uh, futuristicness feels slightly ambiguous, slightly fake, slightly Hollywood. Yes, he's fulfilling Superman's wishes by cloning an heir to Superman and Lois and inaugurating a Superman dynasty that will last until the end of time, but he's also commodifying Superman, figuring out how it's done, turning him into a brand, a franchise, a bigger and better revamp, the ultimate coming attraction, fresher than fresh, <laughs> newer <laughs> than new but familiar too. Quintum has figured out the formula for Superman and improved upon it. And then you can go back to the start of All-Star Superman issue one and read the formula for yourself, condensed into eight words on the first page and then expanded upon throughout the story. The solar journey is an endless circle, naturally a perfect puzzle in its own solution. In one way, Quinton could be seen to represent the creative team simultaneously re-empowering a pure myth with the honest fire of art, while at the same time shooting a jolt of juice through a concept that sells more. <laughs> S-logo, underpants and towels does... Than it does comic books, all taste catered. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so um, I I get that because um, all Grant's fancy words aside, uh, it, it is kind of like, um, oh, we can just make Superman now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it doesn't sound as noble uh, as as the reveal at the end of of episode twelve. <laughs> like I, I mean, I I remember my first impression. I, I did get have a bit of that. Oh, you can just make Superman mm. now. Yeah. Um, I also appreciated that like a Superman dynasty is cool, but yeah, mm. um, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately it's obviously a good thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is. I, I think, and the achievement that Quintum, um, manages to, uh, yeah, to complete is is pretty good. So, um. Yeah. yeah, he he was an interesting character as well, Quintum. I, I did. Um, one of the one of the loose ends I thought was nasty. Just we're talking about her last couple of episodes. <laughs> Wonder what happened to her. Um, <laughs> maybe after Lex get you know bites the dust, then she gets um, arrested and stuff. Um, but I she does know. know she does know how to use that that funny hat now. Mm. So yeah, I guess that that's a problem for someone else to deal with. I think. Yeah, I don't think she was quite on Superman's pay grade anyway at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I did like Nasty. I thought she was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. Um, now I can, yeah. Uh, so you know, it's I. All oh, right. So the final feat. So the final feats, because we've got about those. So there's two yeah. more feats. There's oh, three more. Superman no. conquers death. Yes. Um, I've done that. It's not hard. <laughs> uh, 
Superman builds an artificial heart for the sun, and Superman leaves the recipe formula to make Superman 2. That's oh, fine. Tick, it's tick, true. tick. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Superman 2 does pop up in that uh, Smallville issue as well. He's one of the Supermen standing beside uh, Golden Owl oh, Superman. Okay. Um, but they're, they're, that's like, you know, we're not actually... We wouldn't actually be able to figure that out, but it's cool that, as we said before, there's just so much... They just haven't shoved anything in. Everything has, like, a little backstory of its own Yeah. in there. Like yeah. the Kryptonian that mated with the Fifth Dimension Imp. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I capped this off by today by kind of watching that documentary. This is like, for both Frank and Grant, this is like a very personal project. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant wrote this just after his dad died. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Frank was going through rough spots. And it, I think, I don't know, there's just, I like those stories. Uh, just come from that are just approached from a like really personal level if that makes sense mm. um, well also helps, also helps also oh, the story was is was just very masterfully done oh yeah absolutely <laughs> um, yeah um, um, think, but sorry but you, you uh, could I guess yeah. you could argue that um, maybe the real life events um, were in some way responsible for um, the I, I guess the success of the success of the writing and and the drawing as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I was yeah. I guess what I was getting at is just, it's one of those things that was like a perfect storm, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, and like you know, ultimately that book, the book, a lot of the book is about experiences that everyone has. Yeah. You know, like with Bizarro World, with the the other Kryptonians, the annoying relatives. Um, yeah, you know, death, yeah. uh, love, all that jazz, just on it, this weird. It, um, it just manages to fit in a lot of stuff, but not only that, just to interweave it all um, with with the little little bits of ingredients from all the stories to tie it together as well. I think that's what's a masterful thing for it uh, about it, um, but also the symbolism as well, as you say. So mm. you're talking about that issue where he's on. Um, bizarro world and and it's depicting his depression during the time yeah. and so there's all these layers which just make it really and i think like i i really do like this this um this series uh i think and um i hope i, I don't want to you know um offend anyone as well but I, I think it just it just blasts it out of the water for me like i, I like it way more than say kingdom come or, or any of the alan moore stories yeah. it's it just for me it's me just too. the way it's written it's just so so clever um and it's so easy to read as well well they were they were really written as kind of grand epics mm. like they were written as that this is this is an epic but it's you know it, it's just it's much more character driven yeah there's there's not like these huge fighting set pieces because yeah. that's just not Quitley's art style either. But there's enough action in there. I mean, there, oh, there are like there are brilliant yeah. um, set pieces of action. Um, peppered I bet throughout like, all these compared issues. to like Kingdom Come. Y- yeah, but we, you know? we spoke of the the down the the shortcomings of the art and the, and the action scenes there. Yeah. Um, but I, I know what you mean. I mean, I know it's it's, it's a, more, a different kind of. Um, 
style in itself or flavor of of writing and story um what mark wade has done compared to grant morrison i don't know yeah there there just seems to be a lot more and there's a whole lot more imagination in here because you Mm. morrison digs into all the science and again i i go back to that um idea of um what is it? Um, the basement universe or something where gravity is so yeah. heavy that it actually is tangible or something. Like all those sort of funky way out ideas uh, are just really fun. Um, yeah, so I mean, he, he, you know, he, he tap like he he already sort of leans towards that kind of stuff with his stories, and mm-hmm. then he taps in to those crazy Superman stories with that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. So it's like I yeah. think it's a really fitting outlet. Yep. For that, like it suits. The character, mm. um, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, I really like Morrison kind of summarizing the book here. Mm-hmm. Um, he says it's a pretty high level attempt by some smart people to do the Superman concepts and justice. Is all I can say. It's intended to work as a set of sci-fi fables that can be read by children and adults alike. I'd like to think you can go to this if you're feeling suicidal, if you miss your dad, if you had to take care of a difficult, ailing relative, if you've ever lost control and needed a good friend to put you straight, if you love your pets, if you wish your partner could see the real you. All-Star is about how Superman deals with all of that. Mm. Um, He says, uh, it's a big old Paul Bunyan-style mythologizing of human and in particular male, sorry, (laughs) experience. In that sense, I'd like to think All-Star Superman does transcend genre in that it's intended to be read on its own terms and needs absolutely no understanding of genre conventions or history around it to grasp what's going on. Now, I chose that specifically because I wanted to talk about that with you. Mm. Um, You know, knowing, like... Because obviously reading comics and comics that can be read by someone who's never read comics before, mm. I think is an interesting topic. Um, I think Watchmen fits that bill. Mm-hmm. Probably the Dark Knight Returns. Okay. But I don't know about this one. What do yeah, you I, think? I, I, don't, I don't know. It's very, it's very hard because... I guess you and I are both immersed in comic book reading, so I don't know how, yeah. how it would be for someone who hasn't read a comic to how they would feel reading reading this. I mean, obviously people who are literate can can read, so yeah. they can do it. <laughs> I mean, but I, I don't know. It's really hard to, to kind of put myself in that sort of shoe and, and think, okay, so is this any easier or more enjoyable for someone Um because it's written differently to say, I don't know, I'm just going to throw out any, any arc. Um, uh, the, uh, I don't know, Secret Wars or something. Yeah. You know, for my, would it be any different? I mean, I don't know. The, the, my immediate reaction is as someone that isn't reading a comic book or doesn't read them, isn't inherently interested in comic books. So if, you know, it's to say, sure, they can read Watchmen, Will they enjoy it? Who knows? If they don't like comics or the visual medium, maybe they don't, you know? Mm. Um, would they be able to read this? Of course, I think they would in the sense that um, we spoke before, Morrison's writing in this is a lot more accessible than his other ones. So I, yeah. I think people can pick it up. I'm not sure about children, what Morrison says, um, <laughs> as, you know, kids can just pick it up. Um, you know, I think it... kids would enjoy it just fine. You don't have to understand all of it. Like, I think there's yeah. plenty... Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there are a lot of concepts there that 
I think a little a little bit too complicated for. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, they can probably get Vince read it. See what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's it's difficult. I, I would say that this would be a good. Um, because it challenges the mind, it, it, it has uh, everything that I covered before. It has great characterizations for the character. Uh, it goes through a whole lot of different themes of emotions, yeah. um, but that people can relate to. So I don't see why this can't be read by a non-comic book reader and them uh, enjoying it, like not enjoying it. I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you mentioned Watchmen, and it's not like not like I'm outwardly there to, to bash Alan Moore or anything like that, but. Um, if you're not interested in that sort of, um, of of topic and theme, like social commentary, um, that Watchmen does, then you wouldn't be interested that in that at all. Like, I just I think Watchmen's a notable example of, like a lot of people, maybe Watchmen's the only comic they've read, and because, they because of it. its because of be- its fame. Yeah, it made like yeah. you know Times Best Novels list yeah. and stuff like that, and. You know, like, it's a weird one, though, because it's been so long. Uh, there was, like, a... I don't think there's ever been, like, a gap in my life where I've stopped reading comics, mm. you know? Yeah. So it's hard for me to, like, be a judge. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. sure, I was reading different types of comics. Like, I was pretty much exclusively reading Punisher <laughs> for yeah. a while. Yeah. But, yeah, so... But, like... I can see how Dark Knight Returns because that that reads like a movie, and okay. I haven't read. You know, if you see, yeah, people can just go to that from like Batman movies. You know, okay. so okay, yeah, because okay, everyone knows Batman is. But like, yeah, yeah. Watch, Watchmen is an interesting one because Watchmen is. I always found Watchmen funny because Watchmen's always touted by these people that don't actually read comics, and it's like, well, the whole thing is like it's about comics, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, uh, it's a different take, isn't it? As well, again, with Watchmen, it it, it really deconstructs hero superheroes the way that yeah. we know them as well. And again, it's something. Is that something that interests you or not? And and you know, if, apparently, it does interest people who haven't. You know, yeah, read I mean, yeah, for, for sure. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, like again, so if you're looking at a non-comic book reader, that might actually appeal to them more because they're not into some heroes in tights and stuff. If it's taken from that angle of, you know. This is real world heroes, and uh, this is what it would be like in the real world. That might appeal to them a lot more. You, yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, maybe in that sense, maybe that is what Watchmen has going for it to non comic book readers. Yeah, um, but yeah, but I think, I mean, I think with All Star and, and the fact that it's Superman, and we talked about him being overpowered and stuff, and he's such a larger than life character. Mm. I don't think that in, that in any way would detract non-comic book readers as well, because again, the way that Morrison and quietly handles Superman, I think he's done in such a really cool way um, that it can, it can be kind of, I don't know, it sounds weird, but be taken seriously rather than just a guy flying around, you know, yeah. stopping trains and and having super strength and all that. It's burning buildings. <laughs> yeah, burning buildings. <laughs> but 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 also, I think he's a lot more than that. You know, mm. it, it's a really, uh, I don't want to say like, it is an intelligent tale, but it's a very enjoyable one. Uh, when I say yeah. intelligent, I don't want it to come across as being quite dry. It, there's a lot of really enjoyable aspects to it. Yeah. 
Mm. Like, you don't have to get all the subtext to enjoy it. No, yeah, exactly. Um, no, I've no. seen people online that have completely missed the point of some things that have really enjoyed the book. So, mm. um, okay. yeah, you know, well, that's good. I mean, it, it, it's as as deep as you want it. To, you want it to be. You, yeah. You know, if you, that, if you, I think that's one of the best types of stories. You yes. Know? Got on the service level, and the more you dig, the more you find. Yeah, which which you know opens up the rereads, and I yes. love rereads books that are capable of that. You know, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and those sorts of books I think are um, because you know with the amount of comics that do come out and all that, um, there are a lot of really good solid comics, but they don't necessarily have those layers. And not, I don't think every comic should have those layers as well. It's not necessary. But, yeah. Um, so there are a lot of good comics there, but they they don't necessarily have the depth of say the the storytelling. Mm. Um, yeah, but the beauty. I think... of, yeah, sorry. No, no, go on. Oh no, but I was just, just but the beauty of, of this one is that as you say, it could, it could be taken uh, on deeper levels, or you could just read it on face value and still love it because it's yeah. There's a lot of punchy punchy. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because Kingdom Come, for instance, I think it was presented at a very grandiose, mature. Yeah deep comic but i don't think it's anywhere near as deep as this you know i don't think so as well i, I think it's very surface level that comic and I, I i like it we've we've done what like four hours on that thing so yeah, yeah. i think this one because this was more in tune with um with uh introspection yeah you, you know whereas kingdom come is more of a um more of a like a social thing right mm, external that's true. Yeah. yeah commentary um yeah, yeah. and the, the other thing is morrison and quitley they treated this like they said it was their most personal project they've done mm. they treated it with you know they wanted to give superman the ultimate superman story they like treated yeah. it super seriously I mean, you can tell like the way it's crafted and put together so mm. it had like it was a passion project yeah yeah and a passion project on like you know A-list characters without editorial getting in the way yes, is somewhat of a rarity sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when it does happen, you know, it's nice. Yeah. And it's done um, properly. It's done really well. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Um, yeah. So, no, really highly, highly recommend this. I don't know if listeners here have not read it <laughs> and have just been listening to us. I'm assuming everyone listening has read it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't need to recommend it, but it's um it is definitely worth a reread again. It's um it's one of those ones that yeah, you can keep going yeah. back to. Just um another fun note I took was Grant says while he was writing this book he wanted to get in Superman's headspace. So he wanted to get in this sort of like calm and zen like state. Yeah. And he says he thinks it's the most saintly he's ever been. <laughs> he the said most, it like the most what? saintly saintly okay yeah so he was the best person um he's saying it like tongue-in-cheek but still yeah, yeah. um so yeah um there's really uh i won't read it out because it's long nearly a page long but um oh, about half a page but still uh uh really basically there's a quote um by morrison that the interviewer asked him what uh people like what he wants people to get from this book mm-hmm um, so I will put that, uh, actually, I don't know. Maybe you can read it out, right? Okay. Well, while I get this, um, up on the, to the, or I so, can just put it 
in the show notes. Yeah, like just chuck it in the show notes. Um, right. I wanted to ask as well. Do you think that this All Star Superman is the magnum opus for for Grant Morrison, or have you read like his magnum opus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or have you read other things of his that were like, whoa, that's just as good? Or, um. It is hard to get past this because of what he and Frank Quatley wrote about it being so personal. You know, I it's, think they. It's, yeah. um, I'm not sure if I don't know. If, I don't want to assume to use the word magnum opus, but like they approached it like that, mm. and um, from what I from what they said and everything about like they put the most work into this that they have on anything. Yeah. Um. You know, so it certainly feels like it. I mean, I haven't read a ton of Morrison stuff. But... I guess it's 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 difficult because he's done so much. Yeah, okay. I mean, but this is it's definitely you know he wanted oh to the do... Invisibles and all that. I've heard that's amazing yeah. and all that. So yeah, okay, fair enough. But he wanted to do a magnum opus for Superman. Yeah. You know, so I think this is definitely yeah like his intention that because he's yeah so. um I'm just wondering if I can. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's hard to say, but like, um, have I read? Yeah, I mean, have you read any that you you would put uh, in the same tier as this from from Morrison, or would you oh, say like that that I think is as good? Yeah, um, yeah. Mm. Like, I just want to gauge whether whether this really is a special thing from Morrison or whether his standard is, is quite high like this. I mean, I've only read that other one with the Phantom King, I think. I wasn't wasn't too impressed with it. I, yeah. I know that you got you got you and James liked it. Yeah. I guess I guess um that's hard to judge because that's like an issue in the middle yeah, of a of run. Course. Yeah. Um absolutely. but uh, I think I haven't read any bad Morrison. I've been thoroughly impressed by all of his stuff. I don't think I've... I'm sure uh, he has bad days. I'm sure he can't be churning out winners every no, single time. But, but. Um, I really liked Flex Mentallo. Okay. Um, this is, like, I think... This is one of the least Morrison things. Oh, okay, wow. His, yeah. In terms of Morrisiness, because he, this is different in the sense that, because this this just had a different creative process to all mm. his other books. Yeah, right. Because this is like I am focusing for this. He was focusing on one character. Yeah. And he wanted to make like the ultimate tale for this character, you know, because he he's like this is the first superhero. I have to make the ultimate superhero tale. Yeah. And so it was a very different process. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't, and he was exploring a lot of personal yes. um, theme stuff. I haven't read all of his stuff, like, but I've read, you know, uh, WE3, which was good. A bit okay. odd, but it was oh, good. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's probably the, the WE3, it's called. It's probably the weakest Morrison I've read, but like, I thought you it's still an it. 8 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. I thought you um, enjoyed it. No, it, it, yeah, 8 out of 10 is great. Um mm. Uh, Arkham Asylum, Serious House and Serious Earth. I really enjoy that. I obviously love his action comics, mm-hmm. which gets more Morrison-y than this does. <laughs> um, 
like yeah i mean i'd say i say this stands out it's it's different from the other stuff of his i've read yeah um you know different in a good way this for me this stands out above the rest because it's you know um not just him uh taking things out of his brain and like smashing him on a table and then publishing it yeah yeah (laughs) um you know this this just it feels like it has more structure and planning behind it just personally it feels like that to me yeah and it's it's also like the you know the sort of solar epic he's doing he hasn't done that anywhere else mm-hmm. uh, you know these sort of well, green like Lantern, i don't right or he's doing that now or... yeah like uh, when I, I haven't gotten like king arthur vibes or anything from any of his other stuff you know or like these real mythology vibes for any from oh, any okay. of his other stuff like all that stuff joseph campbell all that stuff i feel like is in this book i don't think i haven't really seen him deal with that sort of stuff right um in any of his other works so uh, but they've all be good man like i mean okay you know it's yeah it's weird that i haven't like he i haven't really come across a dub by him yet okay, so that's good oh, wait, I, I, I haven't i, I haven't read really his good. batman <laughs> sorry i haven't read his batman he's written a lot of batman um okay there's like three batman grant morrison omnibuses uh but like i haven't read a single one but maybe for me it'll be my first dub because I'm not huge on the character. But mm. I, I read uh, his Arkham Asylum book. Okay, that was fantastic. So okay, yeah. well I might I might dive into it because if anything, he's probably one of those writers that, um, regardless of the title, I would I would follow only yeah. from the strength of this. But but it's interesting that you say that this is like the least Morrison of his his works. So I don't know whether that's a good or bad thing. I guess in term, maybe that's because obviously the maybe in terms of the uh, quote unquote trope that is Morrison, if that makes sense, as less least amount of Morrison tropes. Okay, because this is obviously like this book is pure Morrison because it's all his personal feelings and stuff. But um, in yeah. terms of like the crazy tropes he has, like instruments, four D vision, stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah so you know um yeah i i've if you want like a completely different kind of superman story um there's like superman final crisis beyond written by him okay superman story but it's like completely different in style to this right it's very meta cool yeah that sounds good about like a big confrontation the end all confrontation it's very epic and stuff um (laughs) bring it on but yeah um anyway sorry about that tangent because it was like a difficult question because i was trying to remember what i'd read and like i mean the guy has some weird worshippers um Mm. i can imagine but uh i guess every writer kind of does yeah i mean the freaking forum dedicated to john byrne just full of john byrne fans (laughs) oh my it was i think i read more when Dan Slot posted there once. That was hilarious. Oh, did he? <laughs> Dan Slot was like, "I really like you, John Byrne. Can you please stop bullying me?" And then all of John Byrne's fans were like, "Screw you, man!" And John <laughs> Byrne was like, "Yeah, screw you, Dan." <laughs> <laughs> so it was just classic John Byrne. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm you know I'm always up to read more of him. So mm. 
Um, uh, if you want the same creative team, Morrison and Quitley, they did do Flex Mentallo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. I really like that book. I pretty much gave it a 10 out of 10. Um, okay. That was a book that really stuck with me. Um, but uh, it's definitely a lot more head-bending. Okay. So, yeah. We'll anyway. So you can cut some of this out if you want, or any times we go off topic and stuff. No, um, keep it all. Well, yeah. I'm gonna I cut cut that this little bit out, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, 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 let them get fine. a peek on the curtain. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's 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 interesting. I mean, obviously, we've we've enjoyed All Star Superman, so we're bleeding out onto uh, you know the writer yeah. and, and the artist itself, and and kind of working from there just i just find it interesting because because i was so yeah. impressed i can't i can't lord this uh, series enough actually it, it's um it's been thoroughly enjoyable like thoroughly for me um so yeah, yeah it's uh it's not often like yeah yeah i don't want to lord it too, too but the, the, this caliber of writing hey man lord away yeah like... <laughs> i haven't yeah you, you don't get it that much you, you don't come across something as deep and and just enjoyable this this much so yeah no really enjoyed yeah. it it's a it's a special book like it mm. really is and it's it's touched so many people yeah um which i just think is a really nice thing and i'm glad yeah that yeah, yeah. you know it's had such a positive effect on people even yeah. if i get annoyed at the fanboys of it sometimes because not yeah. everything can be like this yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? for sure absolutely not then that would make this less if special everything was like this it'd be less yeah exactly yeah, exactly um, I'm just thinking of those moments in what was it in was it in ten you know the thing about yeah the never ending about the the, the earth and and how it's connected mm-hmm. Superman's connected to that's what, you know just there's so much stuff in here that's so cool um, but anyway, yeah yeah um, totally um, I can't I feel pretty confident in saying I don't think out of the Grant Morrison stuff I've read I don't think you'd enjoy any of them as much as you enjoyed this okay. That's fair enough. I mean, it is, but that's also the case for me as well. So yeah. it is unfortunate you know. that you, you know, probably, probably experiencing the um, the cream of the crop first. Um, yeah. Well, it's all different enough. Yeah, you know, enough. like it's I mean, not the it, same style. Yeah, which is fine. Is fine. I mean, because I enjoy, I, I enjoy arcs um, that I've actually enjoyed probably just as much as this as well. But they're they're totally different. They're not going to yeah. hit the levels and stuff, but they. I, I came away. I come away with the same satisfaction um, and mm. enjoyment of, it, and reread it again and again. So it's yeah, like Batman and Superman versus Aliens and Predator. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll always bring up whenever Ray talks oh, about gosh. things like good. Yeah. Can we 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 should review uh, we we should review it uh, just to pan it just to because we keep bringing it up. Yeah, and to burn it. I looked at the artwork. The artwork's gorgeous. Yeah, oh, it is good. It is good. Yeah, um, that looks good. Just it's a shame if. Yeah, you put this side by side with All Star Superman. Uh, I think you'll get, get the a, get a, the a, Superman omnibus with All Star Superman and Batman yeah, Superman. Yeah. You'll the get a, a crash course in what is good writing and what is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. I was like, reading I could... some of the comments and they said the writing was shocking. Okay, um, <laughs> no, it's not just me then. Yeah, because I was saying like no, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. I know. I was about to say maybe if I do a reread, I'm going. Oh gosh, this is actually good. But no, apparently they're it's pretty flimsy. Well, I read something like um, spoilers for anyone who remotely cares. <laughs> uh, 
that Superman won't kill the Xenomorphs because their lives are precious or something. Mm. Um, sounds about right. And that just sounds really awful. Like, yeah, sounds <laughs> about right. Just, yeah, and I don't know. All, all the comments are just complaining about how bad it was. So yeah. I'll probably... we got to do the whole saga. You've know, you got to read Superman versus Alien Predator first and then... Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, we should do it just They're probably a, better, actually. Curiosity. <laughs> yeah, they probably are. So... Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yes. So, that's all Star Superman. Done and dusted. Mm. Uh, guys, uh, I really love some feedback, especially about stuff we talked about this episode. What are your thoughts on, like, the ending? Yes. Um, your thoughts on Superman's sort of uh, after-death experience? Mm-hmm. His ascendancy uh, or, yeah. you know, the, the thought His talk with Jor-El. Yes. Yeah, palaces, stuff like that. Um, a lot of stuff to really discuss. It'd be really interesting to get other people's thoughts. Yeah, because it, it's such a, yeah, such a fun thing to discuss. So yeah, please send your send your thoughts in. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's people with different interpretations to us, and I'd be really interested um, mm. to hear your thoughts and all that jazz. Um, <laughs> and all that jazz. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I say that a lot. It's yeah. Like, yeah no, okay. <laughs> So I'm looking at a picture of DC One Million. It's very '90s artwork. Um, oh, bring it! I'll, I'll link yeah. it to you. Uh, as like it's good '90s artwork, but it's you know seeing like the All Star characters in '90s form. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. It's got the yeah, but um, yeah. There you go. This picture. Cool. Um, it looks cool. Looks like a cool book. Oh um, yeah, I see what you mean. Wow. Yeah, it looks good. Visibly nice. Yes. It's not, you know, Cable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love Cable, but he's got too many pouches. Um, oh, way too many. But, uh, all right, well. Yes, I thank guess you. Yeah, we'll go to the, for the ratings, and then oh, yeah. we'll announce what we're doing next. Sure. So, we're doing the ratings Which is something overall, very right? different. Sorry. Yes. Do you, uh, do you want me to go first? Do you want me to go first? Oh, I don't mind. I, I think there's probably no surprise as what I will give this. question Hey, yeah, answer it. Yeah. Well, okay. Look, I'll I'll uh, I'll go I'll go for um, Solaris's right. Um, I, yeah, I'd, Solaris I'd it, is good. Yeah, I'd give it um, ten Tyrant Sons out of ten. Oh. I think I'll give it a full marks for this. Wow. Uh, just because, look, I haven't read everything that's ever been published, but um, but my experience with the stuff that I've re- that I've read, this this ranks really up there. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So I can't I can't fault it. Um, yeah, I really can't find any fault. Uh, oh, I can. The the office uh, depictions of the yeah, office. The office. Quietly. That's yeah. probably the only thing really. Um, but no, yeah. I'd give it full marks. Um, yeah, why not? It's it's a really good read and something that I know I'll be rereading again and again. Um, I've only read it twice, uh, and this yeah. second time round re rereading it, uh, it's just uh, I just I just find it really, I guess yeah, I just mm. find it really enjoyable. So yeah, how, yeah. How, how about yourself? Um, I was you know I was going back between like a nine and a ten, but then mm-hmm. I think. But then I would have just been nitpicky stuff, you know, mm. like some some awkward faces or the office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I'm just like, you know, what 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 great books 
and stuff don't have these weird nitpicky things. Is there yeah. anything that's like actually, you know, and would it be, would it be perfect if there was nothing like quirky about it like that? You know, mm. I mean, Brave New World has that really sort of awkward opening 20 pages. Um, mm. You know, and I, I consider that book to be an absolute masterpiece. Um, yeah. I love it. Even though it's like high school education in America, but yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, well, it's, still, um, it's still a great book. Um, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings has Tom Bombadil. You know, I love but Tom like, Bombadil. Ah, Tom Bombadil can <laughs> I, jump I, off a cliff. <laughs> I love how he's kind of disconnected with everyone, but he's super, super powerful. Love him. It's good. Why does he dance and sing so much? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, Tom Bombadil's interesting. Yeah, but I mean, sure, but that could be a whole. Um, <laughs> but you said uh, i don't know so are you heading towards a oh yeah i'll team? give it 10 okay um, excellent i reckon if it was a I, nine for you it would have been like a, a over nine and a half anyway it'd be closer to a 10 than a nine yeah exactly yeah so and, and you're you right know. i mean what what i mean you can't have it something absolutely technically and, and perfect. I mean, we're talking about art here, so you can... Except for The Godfather. <laughs> I um, cannot think of anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I can't think of anything wrong with, well, apart from The Office, uh, anything here. So, yeah, it's it's full marks, yeah. Well, wow, it's a big day, guys. Ray's given some... Not only has he given a rating above 8.5, but <laughs> it's a full 10. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This um, is, and I'll, I'll say, I'll go even further to say this was an easy 10. Um, didn't have much yeah. to think about. Yeah. yeah. High praise. But, uh, I mean, I agree. Uh, on rereading this book, I like it even more than I did, which mm. is evident because now it's my favorite Superman book and Superman story. Previously, it was Grant Morrison's action comics, but yeah. don't get me wrong, I still love that. But yes. this, for me, is top spot. You know, I think I was jaded by its overzealous fans yeah know. which is a shame and I, and I can understand that i can see that like when when you get people just like yeah yeah i can see it how how that would detract yeah yeah but you know you, you can't you can't let a fan base no, ruin anything absolutely for you. not no um, they have nothing to do you know, with I, the quality of the work that and the, that was done the written and carried out well you know what i mean this, the, this the, really is yeah yeah absolutely you're right and um now rereading it, mm, probably rereading it um, almost ten years later. Wow, I'm a different person to when I was. I've read a lot more, more Superman since then, and you know, I, yeah, like I mm. uh, love it as much as I did then. But you know, for the same and also different reasons, uh, it's a book I'll definitely reread again. I mean, these recordings have been just a pleasure to do with well, you um I, I think kind of that thing i think what has elevated this yeah other recordings because it has teased out so much that i didn't pick up on my first read yeah um and i think that's what has um given the a, a whole new level of enjoyment to these books mm. yeah. yeah yeah um and you know like it's podcasting can sometimes be a chore and stuff this like the opposite yeah. This is like Heaps downtime, you know. It's such a good book to talk about, and reading this book, prepping yeah. it, um, you know, it's not, it's not crap. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, but no, um, that's, that's good. I'm glad we both enjoyed 
uh, these books. I'll, I'll actually mark this reread on Goodreads and keep my five star rating. Um, okay, so in Goodreads, it's... can you do rereads? Can you? Or actually, I don't think you can. I'll just mark it as read today yeah, sure. or whatever. Yeah, um, I've done that as well. Like, yeah. I've done some rereads, but I've had to just like re-enter it and like yeah. It's like, oh, but I wanted a record of when I read it before as well. Anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess I'll ask. Actually, are you gonna are you picking this up physically? I will. I I definitely will. Um, funnily enough, I did pick up a a Superman related uh, book recently. Connor, you'll be happy Ooh. to know for five bucks, I, I found myself a good copy of uh, Superman and Silver Surfer. So I got that. <sighs> Only for five bucks. Nice. Really cool. Is that just like, did you just find that randomly or? Um, I, I troll uh, Gumtree, which is uh, um, the second hand thing. So God, I, you I, found I, that on Gumtree? That's crazy. Yeah. I literally, I, I go through stuff. I'm, I look for bargains everywhere. Found that for five bucks. Really, really good. Wow. Uh, so I got that. But no, um, going back to All Star, yeah, I am, I think I did come across on Gumtree as well, a, an oversized hardcover. Of Ooh. of this, which I'd like to pick up if I can, if I can make the finances work, and if it's being yeah. sold for a a decent amount, I will pick it up. Yeah, I use Afterpay these days. Oh yeah, me too. As well. <laughs> I can't afford oh yeah, me me too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Afterpay um, or secondhand. Back in the day, I was late buying. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm glad I got this one. It was like still in print. Um, but, you know, I'm sure they'll reprint it or something. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed that. Sorry if we were, like, overly positive, but, you know, <laughs> sometimes that just happens. Um, it does, I'm sure yeah. we'll get to stories in the future that we'll hate. Um, yeah. Exactly, and when uh, we do, we'll call it out. But it's when... Oh, absolutely. I'd hate for us to be searching for something bad if you just for the sake of finding something bad. Like, you know, if we both enjoyed yeah. it, we enjoyed it. That's it, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, we generally had a pretty good track record with this podcast. We haven't really read anything bad. Um I'm sure we've had some six out of tens. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, they've been a, yeah, I mean the the bend of stuff, but like oh, I mean yeah. the actual stuff we choose to cover. But uh yeah. yeah, speaking of, um Superman Silver Surfer, or should I say Silver Surfer Superman is a good read and a good issue. Episode three. Oh yeah. Check it out. Um one of the uh more creative crossovers. Episode um, three, that's ages ago, jeez. Yeah, well, we wanted to do a crossover. We yeah. both like the Silver Surfer, so... Yes. But, um, yeah, so next we will have Superman and the Thundercats, right? <laughs> yes. Now, this could I'm break... I'm not kidding. Like, this, <laughs> this could break our streak, Connor. This, <laughs> this could be bad, I don't know. But um, I thought I'd give this a go, you know? Um, oh, why not, right? Like, Yeah, Lion, do you know I, much of the Thundercats, or...? Um, pretty much nothing. That was, okay. uh, like that was before my time. Okay. Oh, I was okay. hibernating in an egg at the time. So you see, there's a lot know, of nostalgia for me here. So we're, we're coming at it from different angles. It's going to be very interesting. Um, what you, I'm making. going in blind. So it's all, uh, I mean, I, I've yeah, seen the cartoon. Okay. Okay. As in, yeah. Yeah. Not, not that I've watched an episode, but I've, you know, how they always play cartoons in mm. the background and movies and stuff on TV. Like uh, yeah, this yeah. is. Oh, is that this the is that only eighties cartoon? That the only time you've seen it? <laughs> yeah, I've I've not seen like an actual episode. Okay, um, 
Would you recommend I watch one, or do you want me to go in completely blind? Uh, probably not, because I've watched rewatched some of them. That look, they don't. They're, they're kind of dated. They're quite dated. Um, oh, look, I'm not. I'm not saying like you know. I'm just saying. Do you want me to watch any before we do the oh, episode? Nah. What do you nah. want the contrast? Yeah, just 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 going going cold. <laughs> we'll see. See how it, this will be fun though. This will be fun. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, don't expect any All Star Superman listeners. Um, uh, I know there are probably Thundercat fans out there. Um, I, I like them. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. It should be a fun tale. Hmm. Is it? I'm having a look. Thundercat Superman. Thundercat's wiki. Yeah. So it's a one shot. Yep. Crossover between DC Comics and Wildstorm Comics. Um, who wrote it? That's what I'm trying to find out. Yeah, I have no idea. Right. It's probably Alan Moore. Um, <laughs> John Byrne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm always up for Something Superman. To... The more obscure, the better. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. The, 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 uh, the front cover, the art looks okay. So we'll see how we go. Yeah. Yeah, it does, actually. The art looks nice. Um, and uh, after that, uh, we have a request from yes. a friend of the show, uh, JLA The Nail miniseries, uh, which is three issues. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll be fun. But first up, we'll be doing, yeah, Superman Thundercats. So stay tuned for that next. Uh, as usual, leave any feedback, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure this is all mm-hmm. put in at the end anyway. Yes. So, you know... Yeah. Um, yeah. Until next time. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Actually, or are we good? No, no. I think I think we're good. No, I'm I'm happy to to leave it. The warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, completing all star, mm. uh, ending on a high note yeah. as well. Last two episodes were were fantastic. So, yeah, I think the last six episodes are pretty good. <laughs> oh, I mean, actually, all of them. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And also, remember, if you want that Morrison interview, I will just send it to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just feel free to ask. Um, why is there... Never mind. I'm not going to start talking about injustice. I'm not going to soil this episode. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, until next time, um, aspire to be that sun god. Yes. Don't fly into the sun, literally, but one day. One day you may be able to. That's it. Create your thought palace now. Start thinking about it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. What do you want your post-death experience to be like? It's getting a little morbid, Mm. but yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, sorry. No, 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 no. no. All right. See ya. Catch you later. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.